So, of course, this is um, conversations with PT. Um, we have PT with us. And then, of course, we have Pastor Nikki, who leads the elite. Sorry, it's cutting out. Who leads the elite. Um, and then Dr. Emma, um, who is a leader as well. Um, and we have about 174 questions with us now. But, of course, we won't be getting through them all. Um, but the first topic we're starting with is women. It's a powerful topic, isn't it, Dr. Emma? Very powerful, sir. I mean, Dr. Emma. There are two Dr. <laughs> Emma's in the house. I didn't see you on time, though, Emma. Well, I, I think, first of all, since this conversation with PT, let me welcome everyone. And I've asked um, impromptuly um, Pastor Nikki to join me because um, it's important to have someone who has run a movement for the past about five years plus, um, growing, thriving, um, both ladies and gentlemen in the fellowship raised through that fellowship. And by fellowship, it doesn't, fellowship word does not necessarily mean church or not, um, raised millions over those years. And that's the actual truth and fact. I thought it's important to have on set. And of course, I thought it's important alongside that to then have a Dr. Emma, who is um, a medical practitioner, um, just like we did on Sunday, an entrepreneur with, um, with a professional. So I think it's important to um, welcome everyone. And um, also, of course, the main purpose of this is just to make sure that we can talk. So for me, it doesn't matter if I'm talking to just Spark Nation women or many other sisters and daughters and friends and mothers watching us from all over the world. So this is important to me. This is just me and my dear daughters and, and, and friends lounging together and just sharing thoughts. So, yeah. So welcome. And let, let's see if you're watching. Let's see who is watching. I think we have a screen just next to us. And thank you, Phoebe, for this drip. Um, it's always Phoebe's. Um, it's you guys, and I'm grateful. Thank you for making me look beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's see the... Oh, over to you, Miss Moderator. You, you can go for it. Okay. So, of course, on Sunday, you were talking about reinventing yourself. Um, and you you put it in a another way. So you were talking about being born again, but you put it in an, another way of being of reinventing yourself. So the first question is, how does the process of reinventing yourself as a woman look like without conforming to other women? Or rather, it should say, what does the process of reinventing yourself look, look like without conforming to other women? If I think the first um, problem will be to set what reinventing means outside of the word of God. And I've got to use that no matter how secular we want to, to talk. Because if you look at the Bible carefully, you will realize that most of the women that were introduced to us were never introduced as religious women. They were exactly. normal people. They, what made them, whatever we want to call religion now, or what makes them super Bible heroes, is just a declaration of what they ought to be, like Deborah, like Anna. They were just women. But once they were told 
that they should be xyz on most occasions it wasn't even something they can compare to anybody for example rahab the prostitute was just a prostitute you know and then she she clocked that god had given jericho over to israel and she just reinvented herself um, um ruth in scriptures it's just situations happen so you can't say she reinvented herself based on many other women that were around these are right. exceptional women declaration of who you ought to be is the machine upon which you reinvent yourself so someone comes now you're from um i went to your hands the other day what's the area called again oh from stosa okay now you are editor of wotc you are you 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 can rub shoulders with some of the greatest women in the world because you came to a walk like this got um got into the someone like a Miriam and she showed you what you can do and Sir. you're doing it you're reinvented now from I, I quickly forgot that place again now from that place who could you have compared yourself with sorry true so the comparison is popular maybe the best you'll be a beautiful girl dressed in certain way that's not reinventing that's just following the norms but you reinvented yourself at your age you're the you're the um, editor of a big magazine you know so that reinvention is based on the declaration of who you ought to be and you work with it okay sir um this is not part of the question but just based off what you just said um the the second part i guess of the question was without conforming to other women and like you said where i was from there was no one to really look you're ready for to. that question because you you you're doing what you're doing and well yeah yes so um of course there was no one to look to um there was just i guess who you saw on tv yeah. um and that's and and social media now actually because that's what's raining so for yeah. a lot of young girls um you know who they conform to um who they reinvent themselves into is usually um whoever is reigning on social media whoever whichever celebrity is reigning as well there and um it's funny because i think it was pierre that mentioned it um and he said that um many people don't actually know themselves so what it is is that they become someone else and they just became they just keep on becoming other people and they don't actually know who they are um so for a young girl that let's say wasn't connected to a house like this um what does she do how does she stop herself from conforming to you know whatever she's around hey pastor nick is that good afternoon everyone so um for that question i think naturally as you said there is a natural urge to copy and imitate what you see um so what i quickly did was latch onto leadership and i think that's the easiest solution for you to not con- to conform to the patterns or the types of how the world has portrayed what women should be and what women should look like so i took the instructions from leadership and i started molding it into my life and um that was part of my discovery i think of who i am and that discovery will take time as you understand your purpose and understand also what you've been reinvented for um so essentially following of following through leadership and the instructions that were given me i think allowed me not to conform 
or will allow you, so far it's sound leadership, of course, as well, will allow you to not conform to what you see on those platforms because it's so easy to fall into them with knowingly and unknowingly. So you've actually got to be very deliberate when you say to yourself that um, this is what I'm expected to become. This is what the world is saying. What do I choose? So it's all about being deliberate and what you're looking at and, and essentially what the end goal is. So that's what I did. I decided to just look, follow and interpret what I saw. And actually it became my, it, it will end up becoming your own, but in the same flow of where the, um, your leader or the visionary is going. Very powerful. Uh, I think Pastor Emma should, Emma should answer that too, because as a woman, I don't know how you did not conform. You just stayed with being a medical doctor and stuff like that. Um, I think you may have something to say on that. I think um, from my point of view, my the thing that I had to not conform to was not um, allowing myself to be involved in the things that were normal for people of my age. So, you know, things about caring about, you know, a lot about boys or about going out because there were times that I had to spend, you know, inside reading books. Um, and I think it was more about focus for me, to be honest. I think focus is everything. Um, and knowing what my um, like what my difference is going to be in the world. So, for example, when I was younger, I was a bit funny looking, a bit chubby. So I sort of knew. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like for me, it's like my face isn't going to make me any money. I don't think I'm going to, you know, go into anything that I need to particularly put a lot of energy into looking good for. However, I better make sure that what's going on up here is correct. Um, so I used to spend a lot of time just deciding that it doesn't, I can be friends with those people. It's not that I was a hermit or anything like that. I was, you know, present in my school and things like that, but I just had a difference and there were things that I just didn't get involved in because I felt they weren't important at that time. Um, and trying to think forward, I was thinking what's, you know, what am I going to thank myself for later? It's going to be spending that time working on my difference. So. No, I think that's vital though, because there are things we must not shy away from. There are sisters or young ladies who will i think what happens is a lady looks at, at, at self and think you know i don't have the look or the body shape or da 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 of so 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 person and the temptation would then be to do the most you become so can i use the word bad you you because you're trying so any guy that comes because you've got to have a boyfriend and you don't have the look that um, a, a Pastor Emma has. So you've got to try. Um, and I think, so that's important. So what Dr. just said is, for her, she's just thought, you know what? I don't have the, I'm not, even if I want to conform to them, there's still going to be a problem. So let me have a brain. Let me just um, make something great in my life. So, and I think, God has a reason for creating us whole as he created us. So my look, my uh, stuff must be acceptable to me and I've got to use it perfectly for what it's meant to be because maybe it's calling me to a certain peculiarity. Instead of trying to use all the makeup in this world and jump at any guy that comes so that I feel like I fit in or I feel like a, because if you if you don't hear words like this you will be oppressed silently and I think 
it is very difficult for a girl child to come and tell you, you know, I'm being, I'm not accepted by a guy because of my look. I think other people look better than me. Unless, of course, if you come to a house like this where you can talk to a PT, if you ever feel like you can, because for me, you can, because I already know. That's the thing. So if you're already hiding there, I already think, of course, I know what you're struggling with. But then I hope you can see that there's a better calling for you. There's a better um, space for you. And that's why I think that's so, so, so important. So she's a medical doctor, one of the top in this nation, Imperial University, right? And look, imagine if she just wants to be on social media dancing. Um, I think there will be many dancers there. Um, I think there's nothing peculiar about that. But she found her own need because of thinking and thinking that she's got to mark a path for herself. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, and the second question is, PT mentioned on Sunday about being women who are more men than women. So, less emotion than an average woman. How do we become that? It's like your question. <laughs> it, it looks like a question for Pastor Nikki too. So. That one. Um, <laughs> um, situation is actually, I think, what makes me more manly. <laughs> is that the right term to use? Or... Um, I think situations being put in the <laughs> we're saying it today um, there's a new term that they've put out there called non-binary it means okay. you're neither male nor female oh wow so it's a new category oh, wow. of so what are you you're just non-binary <laughs> oh wow no that's not my category no way no way <laughs> um, I think situations lead you because I think the the question really is more to do with authority um, and power in voice and tone. Um, so people confuse that with male and female. So they quickly um, see someone that's very assertive, very, very bold, and naturally books you as male, uh, so to speak, or uh, categorize you as someone that's quite domineering and masculine in, in, in nature. So um, I think certain situations that I've been put in Naturally, when I came into the nation, there was nothing like being like a man. I was the girliest of girls. I liked pink. I liked all of, I liked all of those things. But when that's the, a trademark of female, right? <laughs> I think so. People um, start throwing their pink stuff out now. <laughs> um, and I think Nicki Minaj started that. Actually, she started Pink Friday, right? <laughs> um, so when wow. the when certain positions were given to me, and again, when you're watching a male-dominated. Um, leadership do certain things naturally you take on certain natures um, and so it's part of the conformity as well naturally I think it just becomes innate in you to behave certain ways um, and so some of these situations that I've been in have just made me speak in a certain way that can come across um, what's the right word across manly manly come yeah. across very manly um but the best way to do it, I think, is, is still understanding your femininity and understanding you as a woman as well. And actually understanding that the power that you have as a woman still needs to be very obvious. Um, even if you have got some manly responsibilities and things to do, 
Um, and I've learned that again, I still have to bring it back to leadership. I've learned it from the leaders in front of me, from Pastor Lucy, PT, how to merge the both together. So, um, and again, of course, Pastor Mary is one of the guys. I look at her and I think that's, that's the example of man <laughs> that we speak of. She just gets things done. And, um, and I think it's quite powerful, to be honest with you. And it's not something you try to do as well. I think you just naturally, again, because of certain environments and situations you're putting, you just get into it. Um, and um, I, I think there's a lot of things that women go through. Um, and scientifically true um, from the issues of hormones to... Because women were created to give birth. Carry, um, carry pregnancy. If you choose to or not, that's your choice. But if you do choose to, it can happen as you. So, um, so that nobody comes to me as it must. We give it. No, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying should you choose to. So, there are certain structures, therefore, that a woman has that a man does not have. And so, I do think that there will be occasional. Um, reactions of that structure or reactions from that structure but then i think what then supersedes like pastor nick has just said now is you are put in a situation where you have to make choices um i don't think there was ever a place in the bible where god defined the role of a man in fact and i've told people this before if you look at the Proverbs 31 that old people like to slap people with when they want to say stuff, you almost say, where's the man? Because the woman in Proverbs 31 is a go-getter. The Bible, it, it, she's like the breadwinner. So sometimes you begin to wonder, where did the principle of man as breadwinner came, come from? And stuff like that. That doesn't mean the man should not be the breadwinner. That just means that the last book the last chapter in the wisest book in the Bible speaks about the woman. Of course, apostolically, I have definition for that. But then historically, it's also a woman because you use earthly things to compare spiritual things. So she just seems to be a go-getter woman who cannot be stopped. The definition is too strong. But I think it's also because you can feel the female part, but you can then make a choice depending on what assignment you are given. And again, I have to refer to the Bible because, and I do hope that we can finally reach a generation that does not see the Bible as a spiritual book. It is very true to life. It is talking about all these strong people, women now, who made certain choices. And if you read in Hebrews 11, it will say, and time will not permit me I'm quoting Bible now. That will not permit me to talk about this woman, that woman, with true faith. That means they believed something despite their condition. And they were able to then condition their condition because of their belief. So a person can, and we don't want to dig into the hormones and scientific nature of a woman. We're just saying it's a condition, just like manhood or manliness or whatever. Is a condition as well. It's a condition where 
thousands of years have programmed men to think that they just have to be rough and uh, and be in control and stuff like that. Um, it, it's we've been conditioned that way because history shows like we are always the ones, right? Um, but a woman can then take that condition and consciously condition back that condition through faith and believe in what their assignment is and feel the feeling. You should still feel like a woman, whatever we've been conditioned also. We've just, we just said pink now, right? There was no history in the Bible of pink stuff. But somehow, somebody sold that to us and our children will like it as girls. Oh, I like pink. And it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't want to go around saying pink, don't be a woman. Put it away so that you can be a strong. No, no, no. Do all that it takes. In fact, be so woman because you're a woman. Yeah. But be so man, in quotes now, this word, what man has been different. Be so man because of assignment. So be woman because of nature. And that's fine to be. Cry when you have to cry. Be girly when you have to be girly but don't be girly in the in front of assignment because that will be now overstretching it so assignment comes yes you've been in your room you felt all your again whatever we call women's stuff then you come out and do your job i think that's the way it should be so it's called conditioning your condition yes sir and you you mentioned something actually and you were talking about um the fact that in the Bible, you don't actually see anything there that says, okay, this is the man's role and the man is the breadwinner. Um, and, you know, I've thought about that before because, you know, we are taught about, you know, Phoebe and all these women that, you know, um, what's the word? They funded uh, the gospel and things like that. And before coming to the Nation family in 2017, actually, I actually hadn't ever opened my Bible. So all that I know is what, you know, what, I've, what I've learned here. Um, so I've often thought about the fact that we've been conditioned to actually think that women have to be almost like, um, not, I wouldn't say less than, but like you said, it's like the men have always been put in the role of the breadwinner and it almost even seems odd if the woman is, um, you know, the breadwinner and things like that. So I've, I've thought about that too, sir. Some things make sense. For example, it is going to be easier to have men, um, at the war front because a woman is going to get married and she's going to go through childbirth childbirth already minus about who knows um for some people about 10 years from your life nine months of pregnancy um, raising the child um, feeding and many things that you've got to do so that's like from a man and a man don't have to do all of that so certain things evolved historically and so it's not that it was set to be like that it is just naturally going to be that that how do you put a woman in front of a company because you know now she's gonna get married she's gonna have to do many things in her life on most occasions it's only in your own generations now that people are daring not to in certain generation, it's just not how. Like you actually, when we're growing up in church, and probably if my mom still hears this, you're still gonna pray for me. I said, don't tell these kids that. You know, um, it's someone wants to. Oh, I don't think I want to get married. They didn't counsel her. They just put her in the middle and started praying. 
there and said, in the name of Jesus, da, 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 you demon of that, that, like, don't even say it. You know, whereas, I'm not saying women should not get married. I'm just saying that I would have heard her out and say, okay, what's up? Da, 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 da. Look, if I wasn't a pastor, there are certain counsel I would be giving to women that is mad. It's mad in their, in the eyes of pastoring. So I'll just let people suffer with their religion any which way. But seriously, it's hard to put a woman in front of something sometimes because of nature and the things that they have to do in life. So a girl child has to be so empowered to believe that she can actually be what she needs to be part-time and that it is fine to be that. Um, otherwise, the world will still continue to have a situation of just men dominating and believing that they should dominate. And of course, if you're a man watching, if you feel like I'm supposed to be the breadwinner, I'm supposed to be this, then be nobody's stopping you <laughs> then be but the issue is i do hope you marry a strong woman who is not going to be controlled because you are bringing money home because that will be complete not nuisance isn't it no you want a woman who is strong to be whatever and you want a family that whoever has the in quote financial power an upper hand at the moment should be the one who has it it's just as simple as that and we must build a community that don't look at the man as weak just because it's the woman that has whatever you want to call upper hand it should be a partnership and like i've said before if eve was created to help adam it means if you want to lift an object even if you can lift it as long as the help is not there to help you lift it. You're still not lifting it because the help is to lift the object. So a man can then go to the object and start lifting and say, I don't need your help. I want to prove that I'm a man. No, he said he's the helper, meaning you cannot lift that object until you have the help. So the help has to come for you to be able to lift the object. Yes, certain times there has to be somebody that is making the decision. Otherwise, it will be confusion if everybody has to make decision no so most cases is the man he makes the decision right and in few cases is the woman but i don't think that makes anyone inferior or superior to the other thank you sir um and is it possible for women to be truly emotionally stable how can how can i overcome down moments especially working hard on projects that take so much from me mentally Doctor is here. You, you've got to tell us if this med medical balance is and all that. Did they teach you that? Or is Dr. Emma, um, Pastor Annabelle that will be able to tell us that? I don't know. Probably Pastor Annabelle. <laughs> Annabelle, sorry. Yeah. Um, but I think what I would say is um, stability just means that, you know, on average, things are okay. I think as PT said, there are times when you will have womanly or if you like feminine tendencies, if, if I can be permitted to call it that. You know, there'll be times when you need to go away and, you know, um, do your crying or whatever, as PT said. But um, to be stable means that when it's time to perform, you can perform. And I think I think one problem is people don't actually believe that this mind, you can change it. People sort of think I have a mind and my mind is doing me and I can't, you know, I can't fix it. Why is my mind doing me like this? But if we can actually accept that this mind is pliable so you can actually teach it things, you can 
you can say, no, I don't, you know, you're not going to tell me, you know, when to be happy, when to be sad. I can actually tell my mind how to behave in certain ways. Then you would be stable. Doesn't mean you won't have, you know, certain periods when things aren't going the way you want them to do, but you can actually train your mind to be, you know, correct 99% of the time. I think emphasis for me from what Dr. just said is knowing that you can tell the mind. The, the mind will run loose. It will feel how it wants to feel. But someone must be able to tell the mind for, the, for this purpose. So like the person said, there's many things to do. You've got to put that mind together. And sometimes when you want to put your mind together, you reduce how many things you watch. And if, if you have to watch TV or movies, choose the ones that you want to watch deliberately. On Instagram and social media, you can't choose what to watch because it just things just pop up. And the mind is so powerful that it takes one person to tell you that shirt you're wearing is rubbish. And look, everybody else has said is great, but just that one rubbish keeps working on your mind. On, and somehow you would lose interest in that shirt. You've lost interest. Even though you say, I don't care what people say, you still wear it. Someone just needs to put a seed in you saying, all those Spark Nation, all those people you follow, <laughs> you better be careful. That seed there, you can battle with it for the next two years. But even in the midst of that, like doctor said, you can, you, you can do all your crying, you can do all your stuff. But in the phase of assignment, you've got to instruct your mind. And I think that's what I, again, I don't know why people just zero down the Bible to spiritual book. Because Peter did say, he said, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are right, if there be any praise, if there's any good report, he said, think on these things. He actually told us about five or six things to think about. So this is something people will just look at and say, oh, spiritual book, oh, read your Bible every day. No, the guy already told us that you can actually instruct your mind on what to think. And again, that's what I call the principle of conditioning your condition, making sure that you are able to condition what, how you feel. Don't, don't feel guilty that you feel it a certain way. Feel guilty or blessed that you acted on it. So, the fact that I feel angry with someone, I've got to now, if I believe that anger is wrong, my guilt is based on the fact that I did it, not the fact that I felt angry. Now, I know that I'm a changed person or a changing person. If normally when I get angry, I stop talking to people or I abuse them, that, that, that. Now, I know I'm changing because now what I do is I start a conversation with them. That means I've told my mind that you don't just have to do how you feel and start calling it you. Don't call something you when you've not had the chance to change it. Don't say, that's just me. No, it's not you. Once you get exposure, don't remain the same. Reinvent and do the opposite of what you would have done normally. Thank you, sir. Where does the source of feeling inferior for women stem from? That's another doctor kind of question. That's <laughs> Anyone wants to give it a shot? I mean, I don't know where it completely stems from, but I think um, PT has already touched on a lot of things where um, things that have contributed to it per se in terms of history, um, 
like PT mentioned, because the women will often, you know, have to take time out, let's say, you know, for childbirth, etc. Already it's like, you know, maybe let's say if they graduated with a male colleague, already they're years behind because they took that time out. So then, you know, as this will perpetuate throughout the years, you end up feeling inferior. And that's why they keep telling us that there aren't women in top positions. Um, women get paid less on average, blah, blah, blah. They keep telling us these things and eventually they'll accumulate so that is like by default, the women is just inferior because everything we do is less than and we're always going to be behind the man. Um, and I think alongside that, I would put in modern times, just the effect of social media and not even social media, media as a whole, you know, newspapers, TV, movies, these things have been going around for centuries and showing us that women should be a certain way. So it's almost like if you don't fit within that mold, then automatically you feel inferior because the perfect woman is constantly being portrayed to you. But if we can just decide that, no, you know, I don't have to fit that mold and I could be different, then I feel that inferiority complex probably wouldn't be as prevalent as it is. Very true. I think, yeah, that's very correct. Over the years, things that have fed down the line. And I think scientifically, in my own studies, I realize what science says is that a woman's brain naturally needs affirmation. So you grew up in a community and a world rather that someone just tells you you're so fine, you're so this. For whatever purpose he's saying it, the brain accepts it. And sometimes you then wonder, how can this girl believe this guy? How? Who is this guy? You're thinking, how is this? But then again, because a part of the brain that needs that affirmation, which those affirmations should have come from our fathers our biological, our fathers, whatever we want to call them. It should have come from the fathers. It should have come from all the role model, real fathers that we have in our lives. Um, not funny uncles, because then they may be up to whatever they are up to, whatever it is that people are up to in their lives. Um, so what then happens with that is, inferiority would develop because you're looking for affirmation from another group of people, men now. Um, so it's like until they talk, I'm nothing. It grows over the years. If we had strong fathers in our communities, they are supposed to build strong daughters. And, but I think most times what fathers thought was correction is strong. Correction is not strong. It is, first of all, constant affirmation. Um, that's why you people say some people have daddy issues and stuff like that. And some people take advantage of... There's actually a of, question there about daddy issues, sir. It's not a topic <laughs> I'm very, very vast in, but I'm sure the ladies will help me out. So I must <laughs> just say uh, that for, for me, I just never knew those things were there. Everything we did with our girl, child, our daughters... We meant it. I wasn't thinking, I've never, I was 25 when I came to this country. I've never heard the word daddy issues before in my life. So I grew to hear it and I'm thinking, what does that mean? So then it's explained that maybe some girls might da 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 da. I just thought that, I, and I mean this sincerely, I thought that the most precious possession a man can have is the girl child. It's just so beautiful. I don't understand why a father will not affirm their girl child and constantly do so 
But then some people say the father wasn't the one there. That's an affirmation in a way. It's just saying you are strong enough. Get on with it. <laughs> yeah, but, but on a serious note, I think it then develops into all manner of inferiority. You get to work. Um, the boss thinks that he just wants to date you. And it, it's just everywhere. Uh, but again, I refer back to the Bible. Check the kind of women there. I think they are just people who didn't mind their path. They, they just meaning they don't mind what path life has brought to them. They just got on with it. And then all the nation eventually affirmed them over time because they were exceptional and they needed no affirmation. And then the affirmation was just, um, the affirmation was a bonus added advantage. And what is the true meaning of self-worth? And then I'm going to add it with the next question. And how do you increase your self-worth? I think that topic takes us away from just women stuff. It's everybody. Um, and before we even speak about self-worth being exposure. For me, education is under exposure. Yeah. Education is supposed to expose you to certain things that you did not know before. So exposure is not just like travel to America, I travel. It's education is on the exposure or exposure is on the education, whichever one. Uh, philosophers will help me rearrange it. Um, but self-value is first of all the mind. And that borderlines pride sometimes. So you don't know your self-worth unless you are also with like minds. Like minds will help you when you want to overestimate yourself, like minds will help you regulate your, your self stuff. So if you see a man or a woman who is not willing to argue their points true, will always run to lower class, will always run to only where they are accepted, then you see a person whose self-estimation is higher. So you have people you are challenging them. They say they know this and that. And then you post stuff. Then they say, oh no, um, it's my secret. Of course, it's not your secret. You're overestimating you. Um, but then again, that group also must not make you feel lesser. So self-worth is first of all the mind. Um, so that no man can come and tell you anything, so to speak. Um, then exposure, which is now education. Education now could be the four walls of a school, a university. Or it could be the things that you made up your own mind study so i'm saying to people that how can a 14 year old not be thought how to pick up one subject and study for the next five years do you not know that if a 14 year old picks up a subject either is finance and that's why i love this imagine if this if if this is relatable to a 14 year old and all she gets is these women financial times studying it from 14 to 19 do you know by 19 you will be one of the toppest financial gurus ever so you spending your time or Maddie spending her time or Miriam spending her time to develop things like this you may not anything you get back from this if you ever do for the next two three years is just bonus what you're really, the, the generation that is going to bring you billions from this, they are 14, right? Why? Because yours is, they are busy on the internet. 
they are busy they need to quickly get a husband because they believe time is running out you are sowing into a generation that will come back with billions to you so it's about take a topic once your mind is set take a topic or take one line of action and stay with it even if it doesn't look popular don't overestimate yourself and that's why you have a family you have a group study that thing and stay with it for three four five six years if you study something one hour a day in less than three years you will be a guru you'll be a top top person in it and you will not need to look for money money will look for you because of value that's how to increase your worth. focus thank you sir how do i use my womanhood to my advantage without degrading myself and neglecting my morals Um, <clears throat> can you just repeat it again so that I can it's ask a powerful you question <laughs> it is so how do I use my womanhood to my advantage without degrading myself and neglecting my morals so before I answer that can I just quickly go back to PT's point before um, in regards to self-worth um, I think when PT started speaking about the busyness I think that our community we don't speak spend time on something long enough to see it through. Um, we don't, yeah, we don't spend enough time to see it. Through. We quickly jump from thing to thing. When we don't see something working the way we expect, expect it to work. Um, and so that focus that is missing, essentially the self-worth that you were trying to grow, it was growing, but you missed it because you saw something else that looked more exciting and tangible to you. Now, in regards to the question that you're asking now, <laughs> uh, which I'm going to ask you to repeat it one more time <laughs> so that I'm clear on it. <laughs> Give myself time to think. <laughs> well, you made a powerful point with that, and I think that's a very important point with our community, um, which is you just don't... There, there, there would always be better ideas, greater ideas, or at least they will look like they are better and greater. And once you start looking at what what you're doing right now what is producing it will not look great so if it's a doctor annabelle that goes on the internet to talk about mental health blah 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 and she sees 10 views it doesn't look great it looks like there's something better but the thing is nobody wants to hear from a doctor annabelle who has been in practice for one year so I remember driving a friend down to an eye clinic and this guy charges about, the clinic is going to, the guy charges about 15k per high. So the guy is now going to fix one eye, but I knew what he would come out with. The doctor just said, look, your two eyes are bad. Like, if we operate this one, we need to do it. So that's 30k. So I figured out that doctor is somewhere in North London. That doctor just comes to work about three times a week and he just needs people with one bad high. That's all. So he calculates it and he moves on. But then the reason also why that can work, they say he's been practicing, he's been, he's the holder one. So if you really have, if you've grown also, if you've developed also in your community, um, you in your field and community, you don't want to risk your high with a guy who is just practicing. Now, the people Dr. Annabelle is speaking to now, they are tapped, but they don't... Oh, sorry. No, sorry. They are, 
they have mental stress. Sorry, uh, you've got to tell me the right word. They have mental stress, but they don't know. But you're practicing over the years now. You become 10 years in practice, 12 years in practice. It's like wine. The older it gets, the more expensive and scarcity. So what you're doing right now is just practice. You're practicing. You get older, then you have people who have made billions who need to talk to you and they are looking for you that you've been doing it for years. But most times in our community, someone has been doing something for three years. You look for them five years after. They are not there anymore. They are gone now. They are gone. They've gone to do something else. And I'm not saying we, can't, we shouldn't evolve, but we must know what is naturally ours and stick to some things. Yes, sometimes you can go try some little things, but don't leave your constant, like we were saying in Peace Sam's house the other day. Just stay there so that those who heard you today, those 10, those 15 that heard you, should two of them succeed, they're going to look for you. So study a person like Dr. Phil McGraw. It, that's years, that's age. Because it has to do with people's mind. Even in pastoring, the reason why we become valuable is because we've met people. Over the years, now we can say, okay, I would advise this. So now when people say, oh, all those young pastors, I know what they are trying to say. What they are trying to say is that this guy has not seen enough to be able to advise right. So they are not saying they are not spiritual. They are not saying they are not wonderful people or that can pray. They are just saying, look, when certain situations come, he won't know what to tell them because he's not been there. And it's taken me 16 years to know that. So, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. The, the next question, I think, is just how do you not degrade yourself, still adding value to yourself in a world filled with men, how do you not degrade or compromise with those things and you still have great value? I think that's the summary of it. Yeah. You know, if we're going to take it to scripture, you have to look at the relationship with Esther and Mordecai. And I think that was quite powerful because you can see that <clears throat> this young woman could be around many men. In fact, even in certain environments, there's some women that can be in institutions where it's very male-dominated. That could be uh, to date you or whatever. Um... But if you're taught how to, like Pastor Toby was saying earlier, when you're given those affirmations and you understand your role and your purpose, you're able to be in such those, those situations or those environments and actually uh, your femininity or your womanhood and use it as power. You're able to get that guy's mind and bring it to where it needs to be, actually under subjection. So, and if you're only able to do that when you understood mind, your own mind, you've not looked at this situation as an opportunity for me to benefit, but you see a bigger picture, I think you're able to use what you have as a woman to actually get what is bigger than you. You understand? To get what is bigger than you, I'm sure you're going to develop on it, sir. That makes sense. If you saw what Esther did, she got instruction from Mordecai. And she was deliberate with that instruction. I'm sure at times, like, what? But there was a bigger responsibility that was given to her, and she understood it to the point when she didn't know it, where she said, if I perish, I perish. Um, and she was able to tilt the mind of this man that was so powerful. Why? Because she was taught how to work the mind. So if you're, when you, to use your, what you have, 
mobility woman, I think you've got to be taught and trained how to work the mind so that you can get certain people's minds. So that when you're in those situations, it's not like I'm getting, I want, it's a dating stuff or I'm bringing it back to the world now. It's not a dating situation. Rather, you're now actually using it as a power tool. You're now able to talk to this mind and bring it to subjection. Because if you even look at Eve and what she did, uh, that was a power move. Um, so you're able to use what you have as a woman when it's properly cultivated right to get a bigger to get something bigger than just what you want at a time um, and I think you've got to be taught that I don't think naturally women we know how to use what we have I think we think we know how to and that's why we end up in certain relationships that I never because we've gone with the assumption I know what I know how to do uh, we've gone with that self-worth that's so uh, high when actually I don't know what this relationship is for. I need to be taught, what is this? How do I deal with it? Um, so I think it's, it's quite big. Uh, Pastor Toby will deal with it more. Uh, but from my experience, I do know there are certain people that I know I can't talk to yet because I don't know how to get that mind. And I'll be foolish to think that I know it. That will be my immaturity, my lack of development to think that I can go and speak to somebody on such a level that I, I know because essentially our whole role is big and I don't want to get into it for, uh, for time's sake uh, but I want to be able to know how to use what I have properly and effectively through the words that I hear take in. Um, if you look at the story of Ruth and uh, her mother-in-law and I know this is a daring say Ruth the mother-in-law actually said, go see this guy. That's, if you read that story, and I'm quoting from the Bible, I'm not saying anyone should go and seduce anyone, please. I repeat, do not seduce anyone. You'll go to hell, I repeat. But what I want to bring out of that is, this woman is stuck with this girl, and she's thinking, what can I do for this girl? She doesn't know what to do. He says, but there's someone who, from your lineage, is entitled to marry you now. But he won't even look at your side unless, Ruth was a very beautiful woman, unless you go present yourself. She had to make that decision and trust that God will sort it out. It happens that she, um, the man that is in question is a decent man, who still looked at her side but said, I'm going to do things properly. Now, why is this vital? It is vital because the role of leadership. Leadership must not try to get something from you. It must try to get something to you. So it will be ungodly and not right for leadership to, because of what advantage you can have to them, try to tell you to go do this and that. That's why... Leadership is time. It's trust-based. It knows tool. It knows that in this world, and let's just be honest with ourselves, there are times that men will ask men for something and it will be no. Women will get there and it will be, oh, wow, it's always been there. Wow, why didn't you ask me? Always, 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 always. I've told you this story. The first day I clocked it and I don't know why it took that long. I'm asking this trained guy for direction in the train days. Um, that, that, that the guy was so busy he said oh this way 
Then just as I walked off, a woman comes to her and said, let me take you there. Really? Like you're even supposed to be walking here. Like you're going to take her there. She took, he took her. I watched them going. I'm thinking, what a life. You know, um, but I understand it. And that, that may not always be on sexual advantage basis. It's just you, you naturally but pity a woman. You, you, you don't see a man as anything as a man sometimes most times some cases in most cases um so leadership i've had situation and i again this might get me into trouble i've had someone say to me in the workplace in their workplace so so happened from a female person and this is not rape at all but things that you will call um harassment what normal people will call harassment so i I'm saying it's either you want to take this up and win some money from it or you just want to resign and walk away. No, of course I I don't I don't support either. I I don't care. I'm just my point then was you see in this workplace I think you could have risen more. A little bit of tolerance. Tolerance does not mean you I just don't think people get high up there in life without you can you can follow other people shouting women rights, women rights. Yeah, follow it. And if you have good lawyers to make you make money from it, good luck to you. But if you are the local one, just inside this house, you're just shouting women rights to me. I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm so out of this place anyway. You know, I'm going to where every right is violated. I come from where every right in this world is violated you you've got to be smart enough and have smart leaders to know when to be tolerant of something to not make internet noise because people are making internet noise because you'll just be as broke because re remember now that even those who are making those noise now they've just learned how to cash out now Whereas some people did it out of the new, oh, a man should not have done that to me. And I don't, I mean, I, I'm speaking about something that is completely out of violence. All my sons know if, you're, if you ever violate a woman, a forcefully violate a woman or do things like that, I'm going to arrange for you to go prison. I'm going to witness in court and say, yeah, I've always seen him do that. I've known this in it once or heard of it. Because I just don't, so I'm not talking about anything violent. I'm just talking about this male guy spoke to me this way in, in, in the office then she, he touched my shoulder he said I'm resigning that's abuse you just don't touch my body now I'm saying sincerely evaluate the situation and say are there things that I can be tolerant of because of where I need to go and say I'm, I resigned the job because he called me and started saying inappropriate stuff okay I get that. Whatever that's done to you, maybe now you cannot walk anymore. Something has paralyzed in you, whatever. But you've got to ask yourself a question. This workplace, this line, what is the goal? Why, why am I here? What can I take and what can I not take? So that we don't quickly get all too emotional and throw things out of the window. Just because a guy asks a person, I say, I'm not going to that workplace. I hate when people say, I'm saying, guy, you do realize that sometimes you have to 
be tolerant. Let me just use tolerant because I'm, on, I'm, I'm online. You have to be tolerant. You have to watch certain situations. You have to develop certain relationships. And you also have to understand that in this world, apart from maybe what we do as family because we're spiritual, um, in this world, everybody just wants something from everybody. That's the way they've been trained out there. How do you make sure you use that to your advantage and not your disadvantage? I think it's vital and leadership would have enough exposure to teach you about it. Yes, sir. Men are always able to have healthy competition amongst themselves. Why do you think women are incapable of doing this? No, you have to answer that one, sir. You, you, did you always bring it up? <laughs> Maybe I always bring it up because I don't have an answer. <laughs> Maybe by, by bringing it up is finding, looking for... Do you want to say something, Doc, or should I go for it? I, I, I've always said it. I've always said that, you know, it, it feels like a woman. And, of course, this can never be everybody. If, there will be exceptions. A woman would almost have a younger woman and less inferior woman lead them than another woman. I mean, and a lesser man. So they don't mind. But to just look at a person and say she's woman like me. So it's difficult for a man like me to say why. I don't know what happens in their mind. I don't know why they cannot be led by each other. I just don't know. I, I think sometimes I think maybe because they think they are fighting for the same thing, which is a, a certain man. So if, if she's then leading, why should that man take me seriously if she is already better than me? So I've always looked at church like that. I mean, I mean, and those are things that is embarrassing for the woman herself to even say. So... I honestly don't know. So I think it should be a competition where women can sit down, ask themselves why, and write five points. And you guys can then help me with that because that will make me develop a salmon. <laughs> and the salmon will have answers. But yeah, please. Um, I just wonder if it goes back to what we spoke about with regards to the inferiority complex because it's kind of like if... If we all as women are inferior, then it's kind of like if a man leads, then it's okay because I already know that I'm inferior to him. And it's kind of like we've heard that so many times that we've just accepted it. But when it's like, oh, all of us are meant to be inferior together. So now one of you wants to now lead me or be better. It's like, well, no, I don't, I don't like the sound of that. So I think it probably goes back to a bit of that. That's why you need a doctor around the other time. Um, and the next question is a little bit similar as well, actually, but it says, what do you classify as healthy competition in business or between sisterhood slash friendships? A healthy competition makes me want to go do better, but not at the detriment of the next person. It is healthy because I, I feel like I've seen something today that this person is doing better. And to keep myself healthy, what I need to do is to actually ask them. There are many people that, that copy Spark Nation. They're changing their church name to Nation. Da, da, da. It will fall apart. You know why? They are copying something they've not taken time to ask. So in their own world, in 
um, Cuckoo's Island, they are fighting a spark nation, but I already left that space. Or they are trying to be a spark nation. I already left that space. Where we're getting into now, it will take a normal, typical church another 10 years to catch us. I mean, to catch up. So, because that space already, we have to leave it because it didn't, it worked for what we needed it for then. But we evolved, we've learned from it now. So, the question would be to be in a healthy competition, you cannot then go into what business should I use now? One way, uh, you cannot then go into hair business because the other person is not doing it well. You look at what they are doing well, you copy it, and if there are people you have access to, you ask them questions and you let them know I'm going into the same business. If they feel inferior, they will then start to try to hurt you or say, oh, how can you be going to the same business? No, sis, I'm going into it because this, 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 and together we can build. If we are that honest with each other. Um, and I think pastors, Pastor Nikki or Pastor Emma just said it, a woman has so much power that they can use for positive. But when you see a woman scheming, she's also very powerful. It's just that a woman scheming to someone like me, I'm just looking at her. You know how many scheme messages, text messages that I get? Then for me, I'll just ask her straight, yeah, what does that mean? Then you see, um, no, sir, I mean that, that, that. So you're, you're lying, but you're, not, you're doing it with the wrong person. This is scheme. I know it. And I don't have the time like before to pretend and, and walk along or, or um, play along with your scheme. I'm calling it what it is. This is a scheme. I already know it. And between you and I, you should be knowing that this is BT I want to talk to. This is Mago Mago. Mago Mago means not straightforward. This is not straightforward. I'm trying to disconnect something. I'm trying to plant a seed in BT. That's what you do with other people, not, not here. So don't scheme with each other too. You're going into a business someone is doing, you talk to them. You actually ask them, teach me this. Then they will hide some things. But at least you've told them. Now, unfortunately, they can't hide it because you already know it. But you've told them. That will keep the person who is trying to enter into the competition healthy. Otherwise, you'll become bitter because the person who feels inferior to you also um, might play pranks. But if you are open with them, especially if you are in the same house, if you are open with them, you've let them know, I think I should do this and we will complement each other. So wherever they are weak, you get strength. That will keep you healthy. Just have a clean mind. I think clean mind is very, very important. And clean mind includes not suspecting people's, because, I mean, people because of how they reacted or how they looked at you. You're not thinking, oh, that must be what they mean. I say, I just did a hair website and look at what she just did. I said, what makes you feel that it's because of what you did that she's doing it? That's a very dirty heart. It's wrong. So chill, calm down, and look at what this new person too is doing and learn something from it. Because at the end of the day, there are billions of people in the world. So why should someone feel like they've taken our people? Why? You don't say, uh, they can take people from Spark Nation. How? I don't understand. These people are not like in cage that I just carry home and put them 
and there's all they are humans when they need to move on they will move on you know it's me that needs to get better and keep learning from everyone um sorry to, to one of the statements especially about women and the competition and and things like that um i think we struggle to be led by one another because we don't know our positions now if we use um jl and ebra um jl remained in a position and i think pt touched on it and he said it was deeper than that i'm looking forward to hearing that sir uh he said it was deeper with class <laughs> but she remained in her position and Deborah also had a position too that may looked more forefront but that didn't stop JL from still working in the kind of power to take down a whole enemy. I think she even looks more powerful than Deborah. But we don't see it because we've been told it's inferior to be a woman at home. And I don't think it's inferior. I think it's very powerful and because I again, I don't think women are inferior at all. And that's the issue I think we still need to treat because once you've got that in your head you will look at everything you do as too small and so when it's time to fight with that smallness you won't know what to do with it you will now look at it as a weakness and and actually that thing was the major weapon for a big a big war in fact the guys that were looking for this um for this uh um enemy they could have they couldn't get him it was this young lady in her house did what she had to do um so i think if we can remain in position and trust the people that are leading us and i'm going to use pastor merriman as, as an example because i see the way she leads phoebes and the women that's a leader if i play my position and support her we're all winning but our community again doesn't teach us that we look at it and think that's competition and i'm sorry some of the guys also they make that difficult as well because they will start saying hmm, that one she's so good and that other one. so the men also have a part to play as well and it goes back to the affirmation it's not just the father i need to hear it from my brothers too i need to hear it from the sons too because that helps forge all the relationships together so what we see is not as one sister we see everybody so like, i love how we've even set up today but though pastor miriam is leading look at how we've all been opportunity um, um fortunate to sit here and speak that's the army that's all of us coming together as one to fight one big thing i don't know if i'm making sense Uh, so it's it's quite deep that we move from this notion of what is inferior we've got to check what is it that's inferior nothing is ever too small it's how you use it and if you can stay on that smallness you'll realize that whoa that's actually a power you have right there and it could be a wrecking ball when it's used and at its appropriate time and again the other thing is is when you've dis- discovered that you do have something as a woman that looks small or big whatever it is you've got to know when the time to deploy is i think we quickly shoot bullets too soon uh, and we think we're too big too soon uh, and i speak um personally personally as well we end up thinking that we're some big thing you end up going into the battle and realize you actually you're this small go back and grow some more go back and develop that character go back and develop yourself go back and listen and listen to the ones that are doing it listen to the doctors listen to the ones that are in certain positions right now because you will make whatever you're building so much stronger the, the inferior woman is the woman who is out of her place no matter if if you're out of your place and you look powerful because people are looking to you and clapping for you you're still inferior 
because we know you can't predict such a woman because she's not she doesn't have self-confidence in herself to stay in her path so what i will call like an example and there are many like the nation family founding women kind of things the first the, the women around me a pastor lucy a pastor they are just in a place very simply in their place and what time did is to make me see and make us all see how powerful that place is and it can be a quiet place it can almost be you know how many times people have told pastors to say how oh, a pastor's wife this was when we were even 100 people or less to sit in front no 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 no. make sure you take your place if she's done that you would have met a weak person because she's out of place but she's trying to use that position to make herself affirmed and powerful and it would have been out of place whereas what i've just said is look just be you your go and we'll find out what this is now we found out what it is or a bookie or many others who can just stay on their own um, keyboard and just do their thing now if someone else who is now supposed to be a personnel comes in and say oh because of that i just want to be in a place to be quiet too she'll be out of her place get what i'm saying so she's out of her place it's not humility a humility is to be person naked but also to now know that the fact that a, a lucy these that is not speaking does not make her their leader so and again it is people to leaders and leaders to people so a lady feels a person who i feel a leader so i feel people are applauding this person if i don't if i don't live up to it they will not respect me no we've understood that power now is more than positional power is actually more than even visibility yes most people that are most powerful are not even visible that was jl exactly so the young lady should understand that within the house who you are already as there is already a type and you don't need to force to be something there is a normal stuff in the nation family yeah it's normal it's natural when we sit in birthdays or parties and it's not law i'm just saying when we see the men just sit together and the women sit where they sit it's more like within the front row right now it will almost look like women can't sit there so to speak within the front row of men but what we're saying is not women cannot sit there what we're saying is we don't define you you don't have to sit next to your husband or so to because this is not a husband and wife stuff this is leaders so if women sit together those are leaders in their own right too it is just what it is so that we're not the one if it's with our husband then oh we feel oh yeah oh wow husband and wife within the house we just don't rate that it doesn't mean anything to me the moment um and this year walking if emma walking i'm not going to define them by their husband not because i don't care about their marriage but within that space of work i really don't i just see them as individual because then what happens to emma if only is not there that means okay so who are you now because we've now eaten under the shadow of something for a while well, and the same thing with the men to know we're saying no because you're married to so does not give you a right here you will have to be something 
then so that if the person is not there you're strong enough so there are people who and i've always said this you see because i, I pastor a i won't call it a young church it's a church of young people growing right people will come into the family with relationships it doesn't mean that relationship will work some have to break because you didn't know yourselves before coming here so you find assignment here now and it may not work so i will not be shy to say this person was engaged this person and they didn't work but they are now married to another person who is still a daughter or a son because that thing was not supposed to work it was just supposed to bring you in so don't define yourself with that because i know you as you if you never get married i still know you as you i want to accord to you that respect of a person that is strong within their right as a leader and that's how we must think otherwise we will subject our lady because they are quiet we will subject them to definition by something else and some people their strength is just in their quietness and they have to be that should they start getting loud we will all lose respect for them some people their respect is in their in quote loudness and should they become quiet we'll lose respect for them just find your own niche within the house Thank you so thank you Mars that answered about five or six questions yeah. in one That's the him Okay so I'm skipping to one that says do you think every woman leader needs some sort of male mentor or leader above them since women are deemed overly emotional No no everyone just needs a leader The body that leader occupies is something else I found one thing consistent with women I consistent don't start rejoicing um consistent just means they do it we quickly women quickly grow into correctional position they become antis too quick and it's natural it's almost like they don't know and i'm looking at these anti now and i'm saying you do know that's the same thing you dislike Like I remember when you first came to church and someone was trying to complain about your makeup or skirt and you you were not having it. How did you grow back into that so quick? Because that's exactly what you didn't like. Stay young. Um stay relevant. Build relationship and people I don't even remember what the question is anymore. And people will do what you do. otherwise you quickly disconnect what was the question <laughs> do you think that women need um, a male leader uh-huh. so leadership is about coming down don't quickly try to tell people what to do or not you continue to be and they will be you so i don't think a woman needs a male leader over them as long as they understand that it is not about correcting it is not about i'm a woman or I'm, i'm a man it's just about learning so either the leader is now a male or a female it wouldn't matter i'm just learning in leadership and doesn't the bible even say he said even if we've known anyone according to the flesh he said now we know no one according to the flesh so if he's a woman why would a person not learn from a mary amola how in the world i sometimes and i've had that conversation so many i said 
you not picking up the phone and calling and you're even like family or something how i don't it's confusing and that doesn't mean the other person is bad it just means i'm confused someone needs to explain something why are you gonna try to chat a new path you can use the path to chat new one but why would you not learn is it that you're not seeing what this person has been able to achieve or you're not rating it or in your mind you're just thinking i'll just do mine and then you see how things happen and we already know you will not do yours because naturally you're not gifted to be that look let's not deceive ourselves as humans i work with people guys 16 years now and i have to know where someone's intelligence stops i know she can't do that it doesn't matter what she thinks she can do she can't do that but programming means that i can now tell her connect with the person who can so that you get what they have and add it to what you can't do but pride and all these things and that's not just women all of us will just stop us then we produce minimum in life and because we are surrounded by minimum people minimum becomes acceptable but if you move around a pt you won't be able to accept minimum which means you won't stay around for long um and the next question is do you feel the modern day female pastor should have a certain priority between ministry and running a business slash career especially during the onset of their business slash career what, what does modern day female pastor mean okay pastor Emma, sure, isn't it as you're a pastor isn't it Emma? Uh, and you do wristwatch uh-huh. and you do lifestyle uh-huh. and you do all those stuff so and she's a pastor and i think when you're doing your wristwatch you play like pop smoke and all this stuff. <laughs> i just want us to get what modern day pastor means right first so um look what we're trying to say with the modern day in court pastor is there's no what we're trying to the message of spark nation and i need you to understand this is that the church and ministry is our business and business is our ministry what we're trying to say is that there is there's no separation no more so that i'm here now we're doing business i'm sure wtc is doing business i'm sure pb is doing business and we're doing ministry so if it Pastor Emma uh, um, Fourth Figure Wiki goes on um, social media to do a wristwatch thing and stuff like that. If I'm watching it, I know I'm watching ministry. The only thing is that others don't know they are watching ministry, but I know at the end of the day, the only reason why I'm even endorsing it or talking about it is the fact that I've watched that over time. That's not because he's ma- she's married to Pastor Honey. I've watched her over time to know, okay, now I can read her purpose. Then I'll say, because before then, it would just be this girl just likes camera and all those things. What are they doing? Does she, doesn't she know she's not young? It was just the, no, seriously. And I'll say it. I'm not going to not say it. You know me. And, but I've thought, okay, she gets it. She gets it. That's ministry. And that naturally fits into her. So it's by myself I would even look for wristwatch, look for stuff because I know she gets it. So what we're trying to say again, I repeat, that the whole message of Spark Nation is that there will be no more difference between ministry and politics. 
but because politics will be the ministry. That's the modern day pastor. There will be no difference between business and ministry because business will then be the ministry. He or she knows why she's making money. And those who are not making money, they know why they need 10,000 people to watch unboxing and stuff like that. So how do I then get the result? I'll go to someone who knows me as pastor and get it off them and go give it to someone that can help them with ministry. Blood the lines. Reach people. Because at the end of the day, what you call ministry or business is just about people. At the end of the day, business is people. Nation is about people. As much as, um, what's your company name again, Emma? Huh? Beauty supplies ministry. It's people, value for money. So, if you see it that way, the how to then work that how will begin to come. That's the way I say it. Thank you, sir. And we're now moving on to the topic of the mind. Um, and the question is, how often should someone self-evaluate? Doctors, do you want to help that? Personally. Dr. Annabelle just said every. <laughs> yeah. Personally, it's several times a day. Just after, every, after every encounter, I would want to check, why did I behave that way? How could I improve? Um, I think... The only reason you wouldn't self-evaluate is if you see it as maybe, you know, chastising yourself or always beating yourself up. It's no, it's just, it's just checking on yourself, which you should be doing. Otherwise, I think if you don't evaluate, then you can't expect to improve or to learn from certain things that you go through. I believe that every encounter throughout your day is an opportunity to learn something new. So I would say, you know, several, like every hour, just check, check on what you did the past hour. I don't think you can over self-evaluate. As long as you're not someone who just uses it to beat yourself up and to um, continuously to knock yourself down because that will also be counterproductive. Um, it's just about learning. I think life is all about learning. Uh, I think you need to be deliberate with the evaluation as well um, and prioritize what needs to be evaluated. So again, we can look at little things um, and what do, what do I define as little things? Things that you know will not progress you and spend too much time. And then there's this other thing that I think women are known for, uh, and it's this notion of overthinking. So we've started overthinking, overestimating, over-evaluating, and you've ended up with, uh, you started off with an equation, and you've ended up with this foreign number that has nothing to do with what you even started with. So you can all, you can easily fall into the bracket of, over-evaluating things till you get the wrong answer and you've completely missed the point. Um, <clears throat> so I think it should be every day. In fact, as I'm sitting here, I'm still evaluating. I think, wow, what did he just say? What did that mean? Okay, Nikki, what does that mean? I do it all the time to the point where I have to say, stop for a minute. I need to focus on what he's saying because I can miss something that needed more evaluating than what I heard because what I'm evaluating still meets Nikki's old needs. There's a new program that needed what he said or what was said, sorry, um, that is updating or should be updating me. Does that make sense? So um, we've got to be careful, I think, still, when we are evaluating that we are not overly thinking some things and ended up in, ending up into assumptions that leads into another world entirely. Um, and I do this, again, I say this because I do this with myself every day, every hour. I sit and think, what did that mean? What was said there? Okay, I saw this, this, this. What did... I've got to be able to say, okay, is that flesh or is that something that can press it? So. It's very true. Um, um, the people within our community, we 
progressively realize that people suffer a lot of, like, from mental health. It's so much there. And you know, why did it take me time to even understand mental health? Because I come from a country like Nigeria. When they say someone is mad, mad means this guy is really on the street. His cloth is torn into pieces and he's speaking stuff and doing stuff or shouting or trying to kill people. So when we came here and we met many people with mental health, we didn't know. We thought they are normal. No, they are not well. And so evaluation keeps you mentally fit. Because mental health can be over exaggeration of self. You sit in your house and you develop all manner of theories. And the thing is, you will develop associates, business partners. They are also mentally not well. So whatever you're saying is well. And you see, it's even worse for Christians. You know why? And we've been discussing this. Because you say the Bible says I can do all things. It's gone crazy. He's established his mental situation now. Because of lack of self-evaluation. Because self-evaluation will stop you from saying, you know now I'm the most brilliant guy in this world. To asking and sizing up your brilliance with people that know you on a daily basis. So evaluation also will help you from underestimating yourself. Because you cannot afford to do either. I've seen people who enter into contests that... Anyone ever entered into singing contests before? Let me tell you. When I was younger, the most embarrassing thing that happened to me was I entered a dancing competition. I swear to you, it was the most, it was the most embarrassing thing ever. It's just that I'm happy now. Nobody can remember that ever happened because there was no social media. I've been dancing in my room <laughs> to a place where I actually thought. And as I was dancing, I could see the shock in people's face. Like, what, what is he doing? And I was coming back to my senses. And I was saying, this is embarrassing. And you know how this goes in secondary school, junior secondary school. That was like a topic for time. I should have stick to what I I was the talker. I was the guy who can do the debate and talk. But I, I thought dancing, and I never evaluated it with people that were close. So, evaluation, which I've always said is the engine oil of progress, because it helps me to filter through things in my life, to separate the chaff from the wheat. Not to write myself the certificate of, of greatness. I would evaluate my financial senses with how much I've made. Otherwise, I can evaluate it with the promises of God. Mental illness. Mental illness. So, because I would say, no, according to Jesus Christ, according to blah, 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 I will make it. It's, it's, it's not easy. It's not mentally well anymore. And religion makes it worse. So, how often do I evaluate? Now, me as PT now, almost every time i've passed the stage where i can beat myself down so it is right don't beat you down but i also have to check i was still saying something about starting a channel i was saying something to pastor hobi and that pastor daniel jr and others saying okay yeah and i, I think i've said it to you all i want to contest 
one look yeah but i'm gonna evaluate this has to be there that has to be and it's not based on prayer and yeah we can do it no do we tick this box if not i'm gonna wait for another five years and i'm fine that's evaluation otherwise i'm gonna overrate myself and say yeah we can do it oh wow no oh, wow da, da, da. Mm -mm. i want everyone to talk i want every so when i call them in nigeria i said talk let me let's talk let's debate this thing is this thing proper otherwise i'll be in my bedroom and i would fantasize and i'll come out with theories that it takes people three four minutes to debunk and call it nonsense then i will call everyone that debunks it unbelievers mental illness I'll say they just don't believe in gym our God can, they've gone mental. And at that point, I've known how to separate. And I, I, I learned something from this country, you know, when you deal with mentally depressed people, if, you, if a mentally depressed person, and I think they do it in Nigeria too, if he's telling you, don't you know me, I'm great, I can buy one billion, da, 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 I would do this, they will not say no, they'll just say, wow. They'll say, then after that, they give you your injection. And they lay your bed and say, wow. And they will even encourage you saying, I do hope your dreams come true. You say, yeah, thank you, thank you. And they give you your dressage. But just, can you just use your medicine and you use it? And they lay you down on bed. So I think I learned over the years, don't hug you. Someone says, I want to win elections to be president of UK. I say, wow, wow, that's fine. Don't worry, sit down, I'm down. That's fine. You see, we're supporting you. Blow the window, you give them the fun and say, wow, yeah. Now, take your medicine. You go ahead, take your medicine. They want to register, but you say, yeah, they are fine. Register, just be fine. And then you go to bed, then you sleep. Whereas before, we'll be arguing with them. We'll say, no, no, but you know some people that have passed that level. They are now in a permanent state. Uh -huh. A permanent state of a big hole, permanent place. And you leave them. And I need to add this. This is important, and I think this will hard us answer many questions. And Pastor Nikki mentioned it that we can overanalyze some things. What God was saying to me this morning, uh, by God, scriptures, is about the parable of the talent. You remember it's a popular story where someone was going away, the master was going away, and he gave them all talent five, ten, and they multiplied it. So I think scripture was re-emphasizing to me that the man who did not use his actually worked the hardest yeah because he dug others the bible says they gained but this one that made no money with it dog it was the most hard working this guy actually dug a hole so i think what scripture was emphasizing to me this morning my own um thought time was the digging and the hole which we'll talk about later um so you can say you're a researcher you dig into things and say i've dug into it and i've come to conclusion that those people are liars fine you is a digger not to dig so but bringing it to the context of what pastor nikki said it it's about women you have the ability to think. And I think women most times are able to quickly pick wrong situation. They are designing. Positively so. They can design and say, you know what? 
I don't trust this person. Da, 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 da. And I've said it before, some, most times men need to listen to their women partners and counterparts because they can smell things out, but I think they use that strength wrongly. They use it to dig to be unprofitable, unprofitable instead of being profitable. I think they channel it wrong and it should have been channeled right. So I think they use it to, to analyze, to, to find gossip and to find why they would not like this person. Whereas that talent could have been used to design where to make money or to design where to... Someone said, if I tell my husband, I used to tell him and he knows I'm always right. That, that. We know, but can you, if you use it to produce some other thing or to lead him right, what would have happened is we will believe more in you and stuff like that. I think the natural ability and talent of a woman should be used to not dig over but to gain profit. I encourage you to read that scripture with this light again. I think it will help you a lot. So don't dig holes where you now have to start filling up with affirmations, filling up with relationship within the church. You're trying to fit a hole in your bearing the talent. Make profit. Don't dig holes. Thank you, sir. How do you keep your head quiet in a noisy place and prevent the outside environment from getting inside? Doctor? There are some questions that are scientific. Um, I, I'm not sure I have a scientific answer. <laughs> but I think, I think it will always go back. To be honest, um, a lot of the things I say is about training. Um, because when I think about my journey within the nation, of, of the many reasons, the reason why I love a PT, the reason why I love my leader PO is because what they've been doing is just training my mind this whole time. Um, so I, I personally, I don't have the, um, I don't think I have the magic bullet to answer that question. But for me, it's just permanently training that when my mind is speaking, I've trained it. You no, know, there are times when you can actually just stop talking. I'm doing something else. I'm not, I can't entertain those thoughts right now. I've just been training um, my mind to become more disciplined over the past four years that I've been here um, and that's what I'll continue to do so, sorry sir I don't have a scientific answer that was scientific <laughs> Spe- control your phone content have you ever tried to you picked up your phone to send a whatsapp message to someone and you forgot why many other messages were there things came up a successful person must be in control of their mind. And if you're going to be in control of your mind, don't tell us how much you control your mind. Tell us how much you control the things that come in. The Bible actually said, guard your heart with all diligence. Another one says, says and I look, I, I, I'm just praying you guys can see the Bible for what it really is. And I know it's difficult. Peter said, if you do X, Y, Z, again, this is another scripture. He said, then the peace of God, a translation says, the peace of God will garrison your mind. This guy uses the Roman soldier analysis to tell you that if you think this way, he said it will garrison, meaning there will be soldiers around your mind. This is how important the mind is. It's like you put security guards, (laughs) garrison. So it didn't just use soldiers, it said garrison because they experienced the Roman oppression over their own nation. So they see how they are garrison that if you want to protect someone, you're, you're talking about layers upon layers upon layers of Roman soldiers protecting a certain institution. He said, that's your mind. 
So I have to read that scripture and think, how do I how do I make the wholeness of God? Because the word peace, shalom. How do I make the wholeness of God garrison in my heart? The things I watch. If you know how to control your algorithm, control it. Make sure that the things that come up, I told you, those YouTube settings, don't go and be subscribing to some rumor channel because you will beat them. You can think you're, you, you, someone says, well, it makes me, I've found a person, there's someone that is always abusing us on YouTube. You know how to subscribe to their channel, but you don't know. Then when I posted someone, said, how do I subscribe to Nation Channel? He said, I subscribe to their channel to just know what's going on. No, I know you did it. You did it. Yes, you think you know what is going on, but it's because they are your kind of people. Any of the channels that abuse or whatever the word, criticize, whatever, I look, you can tell this is not being abusive. The people on those channels, they are the lowest after the lowest. Because there's no one that will have interest. You don't understand what I mean by lowest after lowest. There are guys in the hood. Then there are lower guys in the hood. That's the only set of people. How you subscribe to that? Because then your algorithm begins to show you others. This is not now about Spark Nation anymore. It will just bring your way then when you say, I just want to be current, please. So you're telling me that the gossip going on in Nigeria now, Ghana, is the current issue. The guy in Silicon Valley does not know. So why is that your own current? I don't want where I'm coming from to be my current. I don't want to know what is going on with a 40-year-old guy who comes from Lagos or Ibadan or Abuja. I don't want to know. I want to know something that is completely detached. Because even when I say I don't want to know, I hope you know that I already know. Whatever is going on there is normal. It's no big deal. So why is your own Twitter feed and everything, why is it not Silicon Valley based? I'm just using that as an example. Because there's also a current affairs going there. I, th I mean, going on there. So I think we just don't get to a place where we can completely reinvent. Because... Our backgrounds, the warm, the, the warms in us that that feeds on information and feeds on certain food is just still the same. If I wasn't a pastor, I hope you guys know, I would have complete. There are certain things that I will not do, including food. I'm probably somewhere lost in the California, and I'm going to be completely detached. For I won't know if until the the, the entrance of you guys, I didn't know Afrobeat was going on. Because I deliberately don't want to know. But now I'm in the position where I'm at and I have to know certain things. And it's fine. I won't know. Not because I don't think they are good or whatever. The Afrobeat has made Africa proud, better than our government. But it's just that I don't want to know. At the moment, I want to know a completely different world that I didn't know. So... Choose the things that you see. I discovered that on that YouTube thing, there are titles that you can choose. So I continuously praise wealth. There is one called wealth there, you know. There is wealth. So I continuously praise it so that when I open my YouTube, it fits me that. I consciously praise Elon Musk. They are like titles. I don't know if my own computer is just programmed that way. If that's not normal. But it is on my own computer. 
and stuff like that. And I realized that the moment something comes on my feed, maybe it's just a gesture in Nigeria. The moment I press it, some titles start disappearing and they start feeding me with that. Then I thought, no matter how tempting it is, I will not watch it. Because I don't want to know what's going on in that world. That's how to garrison my mind. Choose your topic for the next three years. Choose three topics. The things that you just want to know about. And refuse to know about other things. Wealth. Maybe politics. And maybe education. I don't know. Depending on what suits your own life or what, what also entertains you. And reduce it to those three and focus on it. Man has a nature of wanting to be entertained and I know that. Choose your entertainment because you can. I thank God for the advent of Netflix and stuff. I can choose my own movies. For many years, I did not watch Nollywood. I don't want to be stupid. I'm No, no. Because I was young and I was... And it's entertaining. Then... After a while, when I knew I've actually outgrown, because some things develop in your mind and you begin to talk and think certain ways and you won't even know. So I decided I don't want, and it is built for the people it's built for. It entertains them and it's fine. But for what I want to do, I don't want to watch it. Again, I'm online. I'm not saying it's not, I mean, it's brilliant because it's helped many people to be employed and all that. So I just stop watching it because each time I do, I get angry. I'm questioning certain things. Then I realize these guys actually don't have script. They just see how it goes. And they are religious people. Now, in Nigeria, you know, Africa sometimes is so annoying that this guy is a comedian, yeah? Or is an actor. I'm saying already, yeah, as a comedian or an actor, the moment you are showing us your church services or you are preaching about Christ, even though I'm a pastor, I'm saying, come on, man. we don't want, it's not that we don't want to know that part of your life. It makes you, it demystifies you so much so that we're thinking, are you a pastor or, and I want you all to be pastors, so I don't know if you will get my point with this, but I know you will. It's just, why are you in church worshiping? You're, you're a comedian do your thing don't don't so really now i'm just thinking you know man like you're gonna preach now like i don't want you to preach you understand you so i'm just talking about certain you know every human have algorithm as well your algorithm is changing and you're not knowing because you're now relating with certain people who are not best at what they do you're something, but there is prayer point on your page. Yeah, seriously, there's prayer point. There is breakthrough point. And you're thinking, I don't want to watch your film thereafter because it doesn't just make sense. You understand? But those things change our mind and we don't know. And I know you, all, most of you are international. You love African rules. let me tell you, they will make you unintelligent. And you won't know you've entered on intelligence patronize it, promote them because they employ people and help a lot of people, but don't get into it because it will change your mental algorithm. And anytime you meet someone that is always on that YouTube and talk, you'll know where they are coming from. 
you know this person is just at home um, entertaining themselves with inferior entertainment. So again, for a field some people may belong to, those are your kind of entertainment and you should watch it. That's your field. That's your line. But imagine the Fedra say, I just love Nollywood because some little guys make you joke there. And then, I mean, make you laugh. So there's one guy there, they talk to. If you keep doing that, you realize that when you want to do WOTC magazine interview, your mind is already messed up. Then Miriam can push you to be able to, to get them, but you will not be able to keep it because your mind, what you're feeding on, is already um, purple and other, some other funny guys. <laughs> and seriously, they are funny to you guys because the joke they make you are international. For me, they're not funny. I'm just thinking, what, what are you talking about, bro? But I also rate you because it's your own hustle. You understand? It's your hustle. But doing WOTC and what feeding on those things is going to be a problem for you. But if you're listening to a Kevin Hart or whatever, you already know. And Anyway, I'll leave it at that because I also want industries in my country to grow. I want them to do well and I support them. But yeah. Thank you, sir. Um, you've answered um, many questions in that as well. So we're moving on to Nation Taken. Uh, and the question... So we have 15 minutes more, which is fine. Okay, sir. Uh, question is, how do I stay committed to my service in church as an usher or choir member, for example, if I'm too busy with a global initiative? No, sir. <laughs> so what, what is global initiative? Because if you're, if you're in the church, you're an usher... You, what we're doing right now, this is Dr. Emma here. What did you do in church, like when we used to meet, like church, church? Uh, when I first started, I was actually in the social media team, believe it or not. Oh, wow. <laughs> Who put Dr. Emma in social media? How? Well, anyway. Uh, yeah, and then um, I moved on to running the first responders. So basically, I used to help people who felt unwell during service. Exactly. She, she's still doing what she does in Pulse or whatever she does. And she's sitting there. At least there's about two, three countries watching us now. So, PT is here. I've been in this country 16 years. And right now, I'm, I'm global as much as him. You know, so what is global initiative? You have to act local and think global. Global is, first of all, thinking. I think that's why it's important that I also speak about what I just said about the movie industries and what you do as WOTC. And a time will come that you will interview people from that nation too. But they all come into you on your level, on your platform. Because you would always have wondered, why is there someone in Nigeria yeah, who has 5 million followers? But if they come to London, they're nobody. Uh, not to now talk of America. You know, it, it's, it's nothing. You know, why... Do you have 5 million followers and you're not global? Because you, you're local and you think local. And it's a big problem. And this is why America thrived. America is very local, you know. You can be in your Texas for life. But their thinking is global. They just believe they run the world. So think global. Don't Your fellowship and the things you do in-house is your acting. That's local. But... One thing I know about Nation Family is that it challenges you to think global. So it's the thought, not the doing. 
I told you, and we've made jokes about this before, about churches, I would say, so, so ministry international. You're in depth for it, bro. <laughs> I understand you, you act that local, but then when we come, come near you, or when we came near you, your thinking was so local. Because you'll be local to be praying in a certain way. That means you're thinking everybody has that problem. Imagine you're preaching in London to London and you're talking about those who have marital delays, um, demon of marital delay, and you put international after your ministry. Huh? Exactly. He's an African demon. Exactly. You know, so he, he, that's local. Both thinking and acting. It, most churches in Nigeria can only work in Nigeria. Because of the poverty there. So you also poor people. Because of their poverty. That's an incarnate, of course. Because there is poverty there. There are prayers you won't pray elsewhere. And like we've always said, what government provides here, God does in Nigeria and Africa. is God they are looking up to. We used to praise God when we call it light. Electricity comes by. We say, oh, wow, God is not that wonderful. Like, what do you mean God is one? It's something that government should do. You know. So, do what you're doing in-house. Do it well so that it can be recommended as an action on the global stage. That's all it has to be. And sometimes, all you're doing in the house locally is just following. I don't know what you were doing in Love House. But globally now, you are the editor of WOTC. But you didn't get there because you were a great editor. You were just local. I think you people used to live in Beckton or whatever that place is. You may say it's Canary Wharf. There's nothing Canary about that wharf there. <laughs> but right there in that local place, you were doing your following. It could be that you were the girl who, who picked the um, food order when it comes. But you were acting local. You were active. Now you're global. WTC is global. That's how to get there. So don't even look for, oh, but they didn't give me a mission or work to be doing. Just do followership. Followership is an assignment. Followership is a call. And Jesus was the first to show us that follow me. Wasn't that what he told Peter? And they were going all around um, Jerusalem and Judea together or wherever they were. And then when Jesus was leaving, he said, now you go to the ends of the earth. But they were only following. What happens to followers is they quickly leave following and they want to go to the ends of the earth. Followership, local followership will introduce you to global stage. Just like he's doing with you, Faith. Um, and I'm moving on to something because you said you don't have much time. How do I understand no, people? Not me. Uh, me, I can talk to you tomorrow, but just, yeah. Ah. Uh, Okay, yeah. How do I understand people's value um, outside the nation? No one wants to answer that. I think people, outside of the nation, people are valuable. So it would be fool's idea to think people are not valuable if they are not in the nation family. They are valuable. I guess your question is going to be, how do I use their value? How do I benefit 
understand this. The nation family will need many people that are external. All we are saying is that you cannot rate them more than the people you have because the people you have are the people you have. They also have their own people. They want something from you. So, rating is the issue where I feel like there is a Miriam here, but wow, look at this girl on social media and how much she's doing. So, I will despise Miriam because of her access. I have too much access to her. So, I will, and it's intrinsic in, in human nature. Anything that is close to us, we would despise. Anything that is far off, we will, we will beg to get. One of your brothers told me today, you know, um, dad, he calls me dad. Um, I'm not, I want to start this plumbing business, but I'm struggling. And you know me, each time I want to start something, I'm struggling. I struggle to get it done. I looked at him. I, was, I said, are you for real, though? You were here. Kono is there. This guy has learned through. I said, the funny thing is, I just randomly turned on Kono yesterday and said, I even want to know how much is your business because tell me two months now. And I've seen 10 to 13K. It's gone through the rope, through the criticism, through the failure, through the this, through the that. You are there all the way in North London trying to invent what is done. If you call him and he doesn't pick your phone, you need to beg him. You pursue something. So, Sometimes people, and I hope you know this is what the world does, they make themselves expensive so that people can ask for them. But if you're in the nation family, all of a sudden, because you have access to someone and you know they have come up and come down, they are not valuable. And then we begin to seek someone and say, How oh, have you heard of these billionaires? Oh, no, but you had a Miriam, you had a Pasniki. So, our value system is what is wrong. So we're not saying we will not value those who are outside. We're just saying that we must value those who are inside and understand that there must be a reason why your path met and why that person that is distant to you is distant. There are many things I'm looking at in the nation family saying, if this person understands the value of this person, they will all make money easy and good. But most times again, and I think all of us might have fallen victim of that at one point or the other, including myself. I will value something far off. Everything far off is always great. Everything close by is always just there. Either from leadership to followers. And what made me grow and appreciate family more, meaning nation family, is I started realizing that nobody from the outside is going to do this thing for us. Then it made me see the brains around, value them more, and then say to myself, you know what? Nobody can add any value to me. If we're going to, to, to if they're going to help me, we have to talk on the level of the value you're bringing. Many of you just don't understand the value of the ability to call upon 10, 20 real people and they are there like the value of it to have people and these people you know that if something goes wrong they have someone that they fear in the name of a pt fear by fear i don't mean panic fear someone that they can respect and honor i don't think people understand the power of that because the people you want to do things with outside 
when they finish using you and they want to degrade you, they have nobody you can talk to. They don't care. But the value of you, have 10 people that can work on a project. I was saying about someone they call a you too big person and they said, in fact, this guy, what is God that others have not got? Let me tell you what they said. He's got two things. They said, everything he makes from his channel puts it back. You already have that. You don't even put it back into your channel. You put it back into whatever. Then the second thing is that what others have not got that is God and why he's making more than 30 million a year is that he's got a team of 30 people. He said, who can have 30 people? Like some has 30 people. Everyone here has 30 people that you can call on from different places as a team. Value what is around you and you will not find it difficult to know how to value those who are outside of the nation family. So, I will never disrespect anyone that is not in the nation family. I will never um, think they are nothing. I will just say to anyone that is working with them, be careful, yeah, and know that people outside of the same message, they are not trustworthy. They have a pressure from their own world. And when they need to throw you under something, they will throw you under anything. Because every man out there always is going to be about them first. No matter how, they, whatever they tell you now, when push comes to show, it's going to be about them first. And so, but the pity is there, and we, I would always control and say, oh, you can't do this. This is the way we go. The people are the Because you touch value and value for me. There Thank you, sir. I believe that's all we have time for, isn't it? No? A few more questions. Okay, perfect. Um, I'll move on to some questions um, about you, PT. Uh, about me yes that or for you specifically what do you don't know about me guys already <laughs> imagine someone is in spark nation still goggling pity like someone there i want to find out about this guy but yeah i'm just joking. go for it don't just say why do mothers compete with and stifle their daughters i just my eyes just came to that in this <laughs> note uh so oh this is a good one actually Okay. You said in last week's conversation with PT, there's seven ways to know what a person Another brings to the Another one just said, table. how do you fake it? Do you make it? I'm just seeing things here and it's an no. interesting question. Sad, but no. anyway, I would answer those because they, <laughs> they caught my attention, but go on. Okay, we can answer that one after, but I actually want to know this too. You said in last week's conversation with PT, there's seven ways to know what a person brings to the table. What are those seven ways? Oh. Yes, sir. I think, how do you know what someone brings to the table? One, if your vision is clear. So if someone brings, because it's nation family and it's PT now, the examples I can use are very limited because if someone brings singing to the table, they bring singing to the table because I need it. Um, but get your own vision clear where you're going to, where you're trying to go to. And, and then when someone comes into your life, either in the nation, family, or outside of it, check what they can add to it. And you must also have people who don't seemingly have for now what they can bring to the table. All they can bring is listening hairs. So... I'm not suggesting a theory of once someone comes into your life, he says, oh, what do you bring to the table? No. 
you know in your heart what it could be. And sometimes what you think it could be may not be it. But the reason why I mentioned about what people bring to the table is that many people will bring minors to your life if you go fit them into places of expectation where they not meet up. Because you are now expecting things from them that they cannot deliver. So some, they are just dead for them to be invited to church. When whatever church reopening happens, they are just there to be invited. And that's all they can do. So don't bring that person to a place of expecting them to share some academic wisdom with you. So if I'm to say seven ways, I'll just say get say get your vision right. Know where you're going. Submit it to leadership. Look, everyone must deliberately be submissive to leadership. It keeps you safe. I don't think you can look at a PT now and think there are things that I want to do that I can't do without consulting someone or some people. I think you will think it can. But most of the things I do, I still have someone that I consult. They may not be able to give me money. They can't even give me or anything. But I still have to pick up the phone and say, you know, I'm thinking of this. And I'll hear them. So, we're not over-exaggerating the, the role of leadership. It is, and it helps you say, you know, I, that's why foolish people, good foolish people are good. Because when there is a Mordecai in their life, they can tell Esther, go and enter a beauty competition. I'm sure before Mordecai told Esther, Esther has always been beautiful. And there's been many beauty competitions. But the right time, Mordecai could say, now go and enter this. And many more people that we can talk about. I don't know, why would David, David is a warrior, David is a fighter. Why would God keep Nathan in David's life? David is a warrior, he's a king, he's rich. How people just get out of hand too quick. But Nathan is able to come to David and say, you know what you did with Bathsheba? I don't think so, you know. He's able to come and they talk. They have counsel together. And especially young people, we run out of leadership too quick. And sometimes you can be present in church and absent from leadership. Oh yeah, you can be present in church and absent from leadership. So, um, again, I've forgotten the question, but I don't think it matters. Vision will help us know what someone brings to the table and leadership, exactly. Leadership will help us say, what, um, Esther, this is the favor to ask the king for now. And many more examples that I can use in the Bible. The leadership will let us, will help us to know the right use of people. When we are young, we are very impressionable. Everything that is new and new one and that we've been denied of will look great to us. The job of leadership would say, I know your issue. You've been denied of approval. You've been denied of certain things. Calm down. I want you to, I'm not asking you not to be in that relationship, but I want you to use it right. So that they use you right and you use them right as well. That will create sustainability 
Thank you. So I guess we can go back to that question that you wanted to answer before the one about how why do you do fake it? How do you okay, fake so it to make it? Two caught my attention here. Why do mothers compete with and stifle their daughters? I'll let Pastor Nikki answer that. <laughs> um, and I don't know what she means by mothers. Do you mean spiritual mothers or your mom? Like your I mom? I think it's mom mom. Mom yeah, mom. I, mom. mom. I, I don't know nothing about that area, you know. But yeah. Um, mom mom wanting to compete and stifle growth. Um, uh, again, I think it could be down to lack of them fulfilling purpose in their life. So when they see or if they see their child seemingly doing something better or what they should have been doing, the tendency would be like, hey, how come you're getting so far so soon? It shouldn't be that way. Uh, but I have seen it, actually. I have. Uh, and then they also have this culture. This is the way you should do it. And actually, when you find that their way, it's never taking them anywhere, really. So um, <laughs> the stifling part, I don't know how you, how you would do that. I can never put, my, put myself in a position to be stifled uh, by my mom. <laughs> Sorry. You can imagine but, <laughs> you won't put yourself in that position. That's Nikki. But, have you started talking to your mom back now? Yes, sir. Because I, lo I love Pastor Nikki's mom. <laughs> I don't care. I love her. Um... Uh, so uh, again I think it's down to them not fulfilling their purpose um, and probably wanting to hold their child back which shouldn't be the case um, and there's a way around it because again it all goes back to teaching you can actually teach them into where they could be in life um, so it can work out as a benefit as they're trying to take you out you can actually bring them in uh, and that's actually the relationship I have with my mum now so it's no longer Nikki it's Pastor Nikki um, yeah. So there's a way you can positively, positively manipulate certain situations. And so I've given, given her little bits of power, you know. I've given her room to do what she wants to do at times. But I know ultimately, you know, what it is. And I think she now understands subconsciously that this is how it works here. And you can't cross this line. And if you cross this line... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think watching... Now, especially most of you watching you now, the relationship of a parent to, to kids, very dynamic. I mean, very interesting. Uh, the kind of parents that I've come to find out. And I think most times they mean well. So let's not even doubt about what they mean. Um, they mean well. And sometimes the things that can come across to this young lady or man are stifling. For them in their mind, they are not trying to stifle you. They are trying to even make you do great. So sometimes you have to grow up quick enough to discern what they are trying to say. I didn't say accept. Discern. So that you find a way to, uh, to interpret it and to respond to it. I have no doubt whatsoever and I've never changed it for once that honor to parent is major. Well, honor does not mean um, being dragged down by. Because what would happen from our community naturally, because our predecessors in the name of your parent, they didn't know better as well. And they still don't know better. And there's something about age that makes you feel you now know better. Meanwhile, you didn't use it when you were 30 and 40, but now I know it. No, it's not going to work. But I think 
relationships develop when there is no dishonor, but there's firmness. A person has found purpose and they're going to do it. I think what I've realized that then happens, of course you have exceptional cases where the parents are just extremely stubborn and will not have it. That's also a mental illness by all means because you can't, you can't see someone grow. You said, don't go that way. Then they grew. Then they made it. Then they are fine and you're still fighting it. That's a, that's a illness. Well, it's not for the child to then say to daddy, you are healed. Or no, it's just we will all come to a table of respect where it is no longer Nikki, it is Pastor Nikki because of your firmness. Not disrespect, firmness. And a normal parent would then see that your firmness and say, you know what? I was wrong. Or maybe not even I was wrong. Or I'm beginning to see this. Then we can talk as matured people. I don't want to grow controlling my child or daughter either what people call spiritual sons or spiritual daughter or biological. I, want, I am actually eager for them to come to a place where we can have conversation. When we can talk about things, reason about things. And that's not how much money they have. Usually parents do that when their children have now become footballers and they are breadwinner. It's a shame. Um, but yeah, but we can talk because I now respect this guy. And we can map a future together. Conversations. Um, at the beginning, I don't think I had that with my own dad. Um, but of course now, we have. Because we can talk. We can have conversations. We can, I, can, I can pick his mind. And still, he knows he has power. Whatever pity has become, he knows there are deliberate power, like Pastor Nikki has said. And that's intentional. Now, what do you think about this? But might be that you've made up your mind on what to do. But at least, um, you make someone feel some way. However, please, let me just put a disclaimer out. There are people who have extremely wrong parental. Like daddy has disappeared for time. You're not going to be robbing his mind. His mind is messed up. You understand? Mm -hmm. So there are extreme situations. That's what I'm trying to say. But in this kind of question, I think there's still a relationship there. Typhoon again can mean you are coming to a spark nation. They don't understand what it is. It's typical of a black person. They... They describe a, something moving in the bush from a distance. That's why they are backward. They say there's something in that bush moving and they start running. They say, oh, don't go near that bush. Oh, may God. And then from there, they will be developing myth. They'll say the snake beat someone. That's what black people do. They develop old wives' feebles. They didn't see it, you know. Whereas if a white person sees anything moving in a bush, you know what he's going to do? He's going to get camera and he's going to go and look at it. If that thing lights, it can be a three-headed snake. He's going to sit with it and try to know why does he have three heads? So what we develop in myth and use it to scare people, white persons find out. I told you the other day, a case happened, two people's house were visited by the police one of the moms said, oh, yeah, my daughter has started going to that spark nation. <laughs> I don't know what they are doing. You know what the white person's parent did? Picked up his car and came to meet me. They are just civilized. I'm sorry. People can think I, they are just civilized. They are just civil. Because the reason why we're not then agree with such a mother is, I'm saying, how old is your daughter? At least 24. So your daughter haven't followed something for three, four years. You don't even rate her. 
to a place where you can sit down with her and say, so you actually believe that you have an imbecile child who, can, who is not capable of making this decision, who is not capable of doing anything good in life. You know that's the message indirectly. The white man comes and says, I don't even know if I should be, if you're invited, I'm invited to your home, that, that, but I just, something happened and I just want to know. Then they got explained to her and they said, oh, wow, okay, I just want you to know that if you need any of my help, that, 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 that. Not a black person. Tantrum straight away without knowing anything that has happened. It's sickening and you should not repeat it. So when I sit and talk about parents, you should know, that's where I'm coming from. That compare this culture to this culture and you'll find why Africa is the way it is. So, but again, I'm encouraging you to interpret stifle. It might be that they're trying to tell you something and they don't have the time or the courage to try to find out. Or their experiences in the past or the interpretation of their experiences has told them what this must be. And they won't find out. Unfortunately, we are born into such culture. And such people what does it take for a parent to find out sparkness just turn on youtube and listen and say okay i think this is what this thing i think but no way because someone is running from a bush and he hasn't seen it and it develops a myth a whole white feeble and we just spread it that's our our community work you must deliberately detach from that this person says how do you fake it till you make it i i don't know about fake it to make it i just think that you have a mindset so if somebody wears a shoe now and you think they don't have the money for it, you say they are faking it. No, they have access to it. It doesn't have to be theirs. The only thing is also that they didn't steal it from you. When it says stagnation, fake it. So you actually think all those Rolls Royces are fake. But you, on your birthday and your wedding, you hire it. So that's mental illness. How can it be fake? We use it every day. Oh, but can they really, really afford the Rolls Royce? They just rented it. Rent yours. You know what it took you to rent it on your wedding day? Or funeral? The man that you put in the coffin cannot afford the Rolls Royce. Then you come back to me to say faking it. That guy does not have, cannot afford Rolls Royce. So even in his death, you're faking something. So, please, it's a mindset. What I want to be is what I want to be. And when people have then said, you know, um, um, be rich, don't look rich. What if I choose to look rich? Don't tell me what I should be. I want to look rich. It makes me happy. They said, but all them Bill Gates, they don't buy all this big chain that they buy what makes them happy. Whatever it is. This guy has gone to buy hard work of an African woman with beards around her neck. And they say that's 3.1 billion or million. Okay, I'm saying no. All I can afford is a big diamond chair. And that's what I want to wear. Why does this guy have hard work? He says it appreciates in value. The research is to appreciate in value. And more so, it makes me happy. Simple. So... Don't let people guilt trip you. People would say those things. They want those things. Wait till their birthday. Wait till their wedding. Why would I, you? You sh, if if you want a rose rose right for just two days, just to feel 
Nice. You should get it if you have it. Don't wait till your wedding day. Don't. You don't need to. So you're not faking anything. It's the mindset of who you want to be. Let me tell you, people don't give money to poor people. When you see people say, oh, it's all on the charity. There was a beggar they just gave all their money to. Have you seen any beggar giving money and they've become a millionaire? He's back begging. People don't give money to poor people. People give money to people that can multiply their money for them. They don't look at you and say, oh, wow, you're so poor. You say, wow, yeah, you don't understand how poor I am. Mm, I'm going to invest one million with you for your poverty. No way. Nobody, you won't do that. Even a poor man won't do that. A poor man is seeking the, the rich man to invest their money. So if you like, you can call it fake it. But for some of us and those that I know, they live the life they want to live now. And if God has given you access to be able to pick your brother's shoe because you're going to a meeting, I will gladly give my wristwatch to a person who says, Sir, I'm going to a meeting and I have to look this way. I'm saying, take the wristwatch. I don't... He said, I just want to go as me, real me. I said, <laughs> real you, right? You're kidding. No, take it. Go there. Talk to them. Because it is not about the idea you have or not. It's about can they trust you with certain. So you're not faking anything. But if you are really just faking it, you know, then don't fake anything. Be what you want to be. And if God blesses you again, I repeat, with access to certain looks, take everything. I just don't like when people pass down clothes to me. What are you talking about? Is clothes an asset? Clothes is no asset. Clothes belongs to people. You know, and if you can have access to a PT's wardrobe, are you won't. But if you can, are you older than me? Are you bigger than me? Because I've heard people say those nonsense before. Uh, Pastor Sam, oh, people will know it's Pastor Sam shoe. Are you older than Pastor Sam? Are you bigger than him? I don't understand. It is pride, insolence. Um, I say, I'll, I'll just make my own thing myself. Why? Oh, I don't understand why. You know, so you're not faking anything. You look nice. You look good because you have access. And that can keep burning the world. They can keep getting angry because we all look like we wear designers. And imagine someone actually says, oh, they just wear shoes from each other. That should make people love each other. Women do it. So I've seen women outside of the nation borrow people's hair. <laughs> you're borrowing someone's hair and you're telling me about the stagnation is faking it. Really? Really? That's sickening. No, what we are saying is what we all own, we own it together. Imagine I pile up clothes in my wardrobe. Endless. Imagine all the drip I've had since 2016. It's still in my wardrobe. And I'm competing with a footballer. As a footballer, he's by himself. He's all for himself. But those clothes, they don't belong to me. They are yours. Okay, and back to questions on yourself pt let's take three more and then we'll make it short i'll ask you guys to answer questions on myself oh yeah let's go <laughs> you speak a lot about africa what role do you see women playing in the change of the continent together we uh, we, we will someday see real african women president 
And I thank God for those who have been there now, but I just think we'll see. And I'm not saying that to big up women and all those stuff that Obama and could do. Um, I'm not a coward. So, but sincerely so, we will see women, and that's what I, with the little responsibility I'm given, that's what I'm trying to do with the nation family as well. Certain women leaders. So I think it's going to be about leadership um, because so that they are not just, and nothing wrong with influencers dancing on media, da, da, da. I think the most popular in Nigeria would be women just dancing and throwing their clothes up and down, climbing cars and trees up and down. But we'll begin to see real models, um, strong women, and they will just be as popular as the musician stuff too, you know. Um, yeah, uh, let me just keep it at that leadership. Okay, and what is one question you ask yourself every day? Well, I'm not sure I remember to ask every day, <laughs> but I think I, I get the gist of that too. My, my major question, and this is me being sincere now, and I wouldn't want to say this outwardly, but I mean publicly, is am i bringing value back to you guys that's no word that's no teaching am i organizing what you can be in in the next 10 years if i'm gonna make a mistake i have to think about you guys pardon my word guys but i i have to think about it and say well them giving their life to this work and their resources and all that. And I'm not particular about the resources. With due respect, how much resources? But also with due respect, a little is much already. Am I bringing back value? And I think that's where yourselves and, and me, I think that's where I become very hot-tempered. Because I've got to make sure that you are everything you can ever be. That's why I don't get excited. None of you can share your breakthrough news with me. It's not exciting because I'm thinking, no, 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 you don't understand. That's breakthrough to you because of where you're coming from. If you were Bill Gates, son, that would not be big breakthrough. So I, I, I appreciate the little progress, but also I'm saying based on the value, a pity's wisdom, and I think I have some, a pity's wisdom is supposed to bring back to the table I ask myself every day, the decision I'm about to make um, or the decisions I'm delaying in making, how does, it affect, how does it bring minus to your future? So it's the one question I ask myself all the time. Thank you, sir. And do you train your daughters, a um, okay, do you train your daughters differently to the sons when it comes to taking on their global competitors? No, I can't. I don't. I don't, there are many things I don't see until people remind me. I don't see con nation. I don't remember if someone is from Ghana or Sierra Leone or Barbados or whatever. I don't think of it. I'm growing now and I'm becoming more conscious and I use it as my banter and all that. It's fine. Um, and I don't see daughters or sons. What I teach them is roles. I'm always clear about the role of, a, of the woman in regards to ministry. In ministry now, in, in church, I've always been very 
clear with the sons on what their role should be, what the role of their wife should be or not be. You know, I've been very clear on that. I won't even say publicly. I know now you want to know. Um, but I won't, you know. So, I would talk to a daughter the way I would talk to a son. But also with a, a very strict evaluation of where that daughter is at the time. It just so happens that I've had many more sons around for many years than, 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 than the daughters. And daughters are growing up now to take that position to, and they can expect the same thing. And most of the things they can expect to, Pity already manifests it on camera anyway. You know, I don't know how to keep Mali. So if something is affecting me now as I'm speaking, I'm just going to have to say it. And once for me, I say it, it ends there. I discovered that people then nurse it for the next one week. But for me, I'm just like, I moved on, you know, and, and all those things. So they said, and that's what the sons experience. And sometimes I keep quiet too, as much as I can talk about things. Sometimes maybe I feel the person is not ready. I just keep quiet and move on. So I don't train them differently. I think I, I don't see color. I don't see nationality. Uh, until I saw rumor, someone said the guy is pulling in all the money back to his home country. I said, I have even forgotten I'm from Nigeria. I don't know. What's my home country? I've been in the country for 16 years. I've not left this place. All of a sudden, I'm thinking of my home country. And pulling in the money back is to build a center that doesn't have my name on it. Probably the chairman and the dadada is one Ghanaian and one stuff. So how, it's not... It's not, how is it mine, you know? How is it, how, what does it have to do with me? But again, of course, people will say that, or some people will say that because that's what they do. That's what they will do. That's what they know. So it is training everybody the same way, um, understanding where they are at in that journey, their life. Okay. Um, do you have time for more questions, sir? One more? One more. Okay. As you consistently grow in your skill set of fatherhood, leadership, um, nation building and global takeover, does your self-worth evolve or are your core principles still the same as when you first started out in your journey? Core principles must remain the same. Principle is based on exposure per time. But the core, for me, like, the call that will remain is I believe in Jesus. I believe he's the Son of God. I, I've never believed swearing. When you people say swearing or not, the other day my mom called me and said, Oh, so 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 heft up, you know. So it's about 70. Because where I'm coming from, that word is not deep. It's my mom, 70. You know, she doesn't know that I'm like, huh? She said, Yeah, they they have up a lot. <laughs> so and I so there are some things that are not core. But that Jesus is Lord, that people must treat people with respect, that they, there must be justice. Um, meaning, if two of you in the nation family now have disagreements, I must prevail over it, or your leaders must prevail over it to bring justice. To say, no, you treated him, treated him wrong. That, 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 that's justice. So those are core things. Um depending on the demand of life at times, certain expressions will change. Certain things will evolve 
um, did that answer that question? It's a long question. So uh, I've dealt yes. with core principle. And, and what was the first part? The first part was, does your, your self-worth evolve? Your self-worth will evolve as you do certain things more. Yeah. You will believe more in yourself and people will believe more in you because you're doing it over a stretch period of time. So my self-worth, you, you begin to realize how powerful you are, actually. I think that's one thing. I think I told P.O. one day, I said, when you guys begin to discover how powerful you are, then, you know, you... So for me too, last year I discovered how much powerful I am. You have to understand the power you have and what it can do. And the discipline of that principle called principle is how you then channel it to make sure that you don't, you don't misuse it. So it took some people outside of the nation who are much way more older and maybe exposed in the nation to tell me, you know, you're so powerful if you can, if this, that, 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 if you speak, this number of people actually would do anything. For me, I didn't say it, but okay, I get it now. But then how do you control such a power? Your core principle. And your core principle. So I discovered that most of the people who criticize or abuse you guys or abuse us, you see, for them, yeah, they're looking from the outside and they know your power. They know a pity's power. And in their head, it must be that he uses it like that. And if he wants to use, let's even say he's not using it like that wrongly. Now, if he wants to, who stops him? So that's why they get abusive, aggressive, because they are fighting something they don't know. But if you then get to know a pity, you know that by myself now, consciously, because of my core principle, I understand that the not using of that power that way is what gives me self-worth. If you get what I mean. So I won't use it to cheat or to start having um, um, funny women affairs and all that. And what that does for me is it increases my self-worth. Whereas it could be that many pastors or whoever, whatever they are, they do those things. I feel more self-valued on the fact that I can't, but I won't because of my core principles. And if I ever speak to you, sons and daughters, I'm saying, look, you have all it takes to do these things. Oh, my sons and you have what it takes to do it, right? And you also have age and um, um, excitement, youthful exorbitant to do it. Um, the girls around are probably looking at you as good or good looking or promising and all that. You see, when you don't do it, that's the power. And that's that self-worth because of certain core principle. So when you do it, I don't think less are we. I don't think you've missed everyone and all those grand words. I just understand that you, you have a lower self-worth. You can't use power, right? Also, when you do it at a certain age, I don't want to say it's fine, but it's okay. When you've now gone through it and you've gone through certain exposure and you still do it, then that means self-worth is low. That means you're seeing a man who, however they feel, they will just do it and they will use the power they have to do it. And that's why countries like this came up with media. They came up with certain things that will bring big men 
to accountability. So if they face us, they are just saying, they are assuming. But you know why I know that a time will come that the only major thing going on powerfully from government to so, so, so is spark nation is because God is a rewarder. Unless we are all saying God does not exist. What they expect that we are doing, they must think for young people to be given like this, they must be forcing them. It's their own head. Because they naturally don't do it. But I've not seen one situation of forcing in this place. Because the person writing it must then be able to ask, okay, I ask you a question. How exactly were you forced? Then every, everything that they put on news will fall apart. And that's why that thing cannot normally and truly hurt you guys. Because there's nothing in it. It doesn't exist. So really, it doesn't hurt. It has noise, but it doesn't hurt. So, my self-worth, yes, improved over the years. And I've I started finding out why. It's because I'm discovering power and I'm knowing that my power is in keeping my core principles. And it is just as simple as me being able to say, you know what, I can say for years, I've never sat with anyone to cheat them out of money or whatever else people do. Uh, or sexual stuff it's not it, because of self-worth is why we don't do it. If, if you get what I mean I want every girl child to have a sense of value I want fatherhood to really be redefined whereas people outside of hell will say oh, all these things that you, only God knows what will be going on underneath you can speculate but the truth remains the truth thank you sir and that's all we have time for today, isn't it? Yeah. Well, thank you. Not quite sure how to round this up. <laughs> um, thank you, Pastor I'll Nikki. I'll let them give a departing word. Yes. Pastor Nikki, Pastor Dr. Emma, then I'll round up. Um, I would say one thing, actually, just to spin off um, of what PT said earlier in regards to algorithms. And I put them with suggestions. I'm very careful of the suggestions that come my way uh, and you sh we should be careful of the suggestions that come our way because normally they usually feed to the appetites that are in us um, uh, and actually as PT was speaking about it it, remi it reminded me of when Jesus um, was led by the spirit to be tempted and tested what Satan was doing was suggesting things that were part of his desire and what he was ultimately going to do so I'm very careful because what that would have done, if he, if thank God, if Jesus had submitted to those suggestions, it would have made him a lesser man. It would have kept him low. So I'm very careful of the algorithms and the suggestions that are around. And you're so careful to listen to so many people. I've made it my a very deliberate that I only listen to one or two people now. That two people, three people. <laughs> I've made it very, very, very deliberate because I don't want anything to mess up the flow and the pattern of where I should be because of the desires and appetites that are still in me that haven't died yet. So I, I, that's my little nugget for someone to take with. Just be careful of the suggestions that you're getting and they come in the form of algorithms, the ones that are in your mind and in your heart already there. Be careful of them. Check with wherever you're following, they're in line with where I'm going. This thing trying to keep the lesser man. That's powerful. I think um, I'll just reiterate one thing that I'm going to take from this whole period of the questions is um, 
PT said that success is scientific. It's not about, um, you know, oh, you'll get a blessing here or a blessing there. There are things that you do that will um, culminate in a certain outcome in the years to come. So um, we know the power of words. That's why we sit under the word um, several times a week. So really just um, one thing I'll take away from what PT said today is about there are practical things that one can do to protect oneself, to build um, barriers around the mind, to build barriers around the heart. Um, you know, and I think social media is a big thing that keeps coming up in that we can't, you know, just allow our minds to be invaded by whatever the world chooses to invade it by. So I think that's definitely something that I am going to go back and think about a lot more because it's so practical. Um, you can't say, oh, I missed that. That's something that's so black and white. Go back and check your accounts, check the things that you're looking at, check the people that you're speaking to. It's something so um something that looks small but can end up being massively significant so I'm very thankful for um I'm always thankful for practical things because like I said I don't trust my mind to always behave um so I need to put these things in place that will help me and will guarantee um that I stay along this path that we've all um, chosen to follow so I'm very very thankful um for PT allowing me to sit here today and for, for all these questions and all the wisdom that we've gained over the past few weeks so yeah I'm definitely going to take that one back home with me Thank you. Um, the Bible says, Iron sharpens iron, so shall a man sharpen the countenance of his friend. I most times don't think you have much problem. I just think you have much people. So, and if you've gone to the school of success, you realize it's not about what you do right or wrong. It's about people in your life. So I understand when celebrities or rich people cut their family off. I get it. I get why. Because people will do things that stop you. At this stage, what stops you is what they suggest, like Pastor Nikki has said. And it still takes us back to the issue of algorithm because your culture, your parents, your area will decide how you process everything. So you can hear pity from now till next year or years to come. You will interpret it according to where you are coming from. And that's why the born again life, the repenting is vital is extremely important when God told Abraham, leave your father's house. Those are very deep words. And Abraham had a relationship with his dad, but God is just saying, this thing is not going to work. So I still see that the struggle of most people is that there is a warm, you know, appetite that makes you feel relevant in a lesser world. It makes you feel entertained and relevant. And unless you're willing to cut that thing completely off, and sometimes when you're starving your worms, they ask to you run to the bathroom many times. When you're starving your worms, you have to be hungry. It is not just something that you do um, easily. It is a complete shock to your system. Imagine those of you who are eating, eating healthy now. You see how quick you go back to your unhealthy eating because there are worms in you that are used to to come it's just used to come and cow food so that worm is crying he's saying this is sea bass this is what is the meaning of this yeah so and that worm until they hear crack, 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 that means you are breaking a bone or something the same thing applies to our lives and missions so i just think if i can find a person who is completely willing to unplug from a word and plug into one I told one of you, but I said, you cannot do Oxford from Nigeria. It's not a problem with Oxford. It's just that the foundation of this place was built on those ideology. 
the moment you step foot into that place, if you like, you can be in a room and you're not mixing up with that atmosphere. Yeah, that environment is built on the principle of reverse. The only way Nigerian economy works is reverse. It's going back. You're going before we know it, they're going to start selling coal, coal, you know, to build the economy. It's reverse system. Whereas what built places like Oxford or Harvard or whatever is researching to the future. So from the person that is serving you food in your hotel room to the person you're going to see as the driver, they are on the ideology of reverse and their churches. You know that's what controls life. Church prayer meeting. They don't even need to open their mouth and talk to you. They're already infected. Of course, we will change the nation. But you, so in other words, what I'm, what you, the reason why I use Oxford and that, that, that as example is this. You cannot do nation family from Beckton. That's all I'm just trying to say. And Beckton now is not a location. It's the mindset of what builds the people there. So you cannot do, that place is built on reverse. It's built on a certain hood life. And look at if them Jay-Z grew up in their community, the moment they have little, they left, they can no longer work with the mindset of those places. So that's why I'm saying that until we find people who are willing to completely unplug themselves and plug them, because sometimes you can unplug and not plug, plug themselves into a certain school of ideology, then we cannot push this thing through. It has to almost be like another world don't exist to you. And that's why the nation family is a world on its own. Everything is just like you can shut the whole world out. Yeah, like you said, it's like a matrix. And people are talking about COVID, that, that. We were in our own houses. This is one of the houses. We're in Chelsea now. So why do I need a big man's house somewhere? I'm just in another house and everyone I see is just like they are plugged into their own world. But the problem is you have one or two people who bring that world in here and you have to be careful enough to say, no, no, I'm not disapproving of your breakthrough or your breakdown, whichever way it's going. I'm just saying you can't really bring it in here because we're trying to recreate that world by creating this. So if you go Harvard, you go also, they plug you into a world completely different from wherever you're coming from. They, they, they don't care if you were an influencer. They're just saying, look, you're going to sit with this exam because we need you out of that world. So if you take anything away from this as women, there's a lot of women work going on. People are starting to say they want to start community. They want to start community. They are all trying to do it now. We've been doing it for time. Plug yourself into that. Base your whole faith on one thing. Of course, the Lord Jesus Christ and, the, and, the, and faith. But also base it on the fact that look at a PT. You will not sit down and have conversation with me and think, oh, this guy, if they invite him to presidential panel, will make us ashamed. You do know that when I open my mouth, wisdom will come out. Base your faith on those wisdom. And know that before I preach a thing to you, I'm going to think through it a lot. A lot. I'm not going to come and tell you about some garden miracles. because, But I do believe in miracles. But my job is to carve out a people out of a people. Believe in that. Believe in your leaderships. If you don't belong to a family make sure you go plug yourself into a family make them known as your leaders just believe 
that this world, as much as we say we have faith, this world has systems too. And those systems God is teaching us to put in our family. And the system we must trust will work for us. Thank you, sir. Um, and I just want to say thank you from um, all the Phoebes um, and uh, WOTC um, for, you know, this opportunity for us to ask these questions. So thank you, sir. Thank you all. I hope you all get this. Financial Times for Women is so important to me. Um, I've told them I need them to be more daring in their reports. Daring does not mean frivolous. More daring how to make money, those kind of things. I do pray that they are able to aim for 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds, and just keep doing it. But seriously, I want to thank all the Phoebes. I thank you for the support, unflinching, unflinching support you have for um, for the nation family and for me. And because of you, I got an award, which is the King of Grip. Um, so even if I've not gotten many other awards, it's a good start place. For me and i'm proud of my award even though i declared it and then people said okay that's fine <laughs> so but but honestly you do know it helps us for now to project an image that we want to project so i don't know how that department works and what goes on or not but i can only imagine that many of you are putting in a lot of effort and i want you to know that every day when i wake up like the question you have i'm thinking of value back to you um, a multiplied fold. So I appreciate your giving. I appreciate your excitement in the giving. I appreciate you not dividing the group, following the Pastor Miriams or whoever is leading it now. I know very little about Phoebe, I must be honest. But um, thank you for following. Thank you for the great work you're doing. And it is not a coincidence, even though it looks like one, that it's about this time last year that we had the women talk with the vice president or da, da 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 It's about this time last year. And you know how this came about. We were just gisting and again, the reoccurrence happened. So um, I thank you for it. As for Spark Nation and Nation Family, we will keep having conversations like this. I'll make sure this happens twice a week or things like that. Because I just think people just don't know. And I think that now that people are knowing, we'll do better. So sometimes we just don't know. There are many little details that we are oblivious of. And we as leaders can actually think you should know. But, and that's why we argue. So I can come at you and start fighting you, but I think, now I'm thinking, I don't think. And that's why I'm sitting on couches now to have discussions. And we'll do this till end of June, probably just discussing so please keep asking questions, even though we cannot finish all of it. But please keep asking questions, however silly you think they are. We will set up panels and we answer them. Thank you all once again. I can see all the comments, but thank you all. God bless you.